This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We are like, what are we, like two weeks and one day away from the start of the NFL oh, season? it's close, like Lefko. Right. It's close. Days. Eagles, Falcons. I might be going to the game. Oh, uh, yeah? Uh, you know what? Let's start there yeah. before I get into everything. Right. I need your advice. I haven't brought this up to you about my, like, issue with this. Yeah. So my brother was the only one of my immediate family that wasn't there for the Super Bowl. Right. And I still feel bad about it. Why was it? I didn't have control because my my dad was able to get two tickets and he had to split it with the guy he had season tickets with. And my mom wanted to go. So I got her. So I, I couldn't get him to the game. Okay? okay. He was the only one that didn't get to go. Right. My dad asked me to go to the season opener against the Falcons. Yeah. I know that my brother wants to go. I just have a feeling. Right. And I feel like it would be bad taking that from him. Because, but I also know that I have not been able to go to a regular season game with my dad in. Wait, so ever. if you go, he can't go? Probably not. Why can't you just get and a third I've ticket? I've never gone to a regular season game because right. we're always working on Sunday right. and this is a Thursday game. Right. So I'm torn. So we're going to start the podcast there, I guess. Why I don't can't know what you to get do. a third ticket? It's going to be this the home opener with like the Super Bowl and it's season tickets. Like my dad has his two tickets. Right. So then let your brother go. Yes. I think that's pretty big. Well, so. I mean, you we, get to go to the Super Bowl. First of all, we have work that day on Thursday. So what are you yeah, going to do? Rush there? I would leave right out. Yeah, sure. Okay, great. Just don't I'm do gonna it. I'm going to try and get a media pass. I'm going to try and get a media pass. Give it to Baby Bear Jew and let him sit there and enjoy even these. If my da- the even if my dad's like, I've never got to watch a regular Because I didn't get to watch the Super Bowl with my dad either. Right. I watched it with my mom. Okay, can't have it all. You know? Just can't you have know it who's all. really good at leaving the office uh, quickly and efficiently when he's done working? Not me. <laughs> Not <laughs> Lefko. No, no crap. He <laughs> has to say goodbye to every single Everybody. person on the way out the door. <laughs> you yeah. plan to leave at 4, you leave at 5.30 because you talk to 47 people uh, along the way. My girlfriend was saying this, that, you know, there are people that I Irish goodbye, right? And then I think what I do is a Jewish goodbye. Where you just say goodbye to everybody. Like forty-five minutes of like, maybe we should get together next week. That's (laughs) a good idea. You want drinks? Okay, bagels. Uh, So next Wednesday is going to be our big season awards division. Please remind me of that. Okay. Yeah. So you haven't formalized anything. No. I mean, I have a few rough outlines in my head. I just don't want to forget. Patriots are winning the AFC. Patriots are winning. All right. So that's a preview for next Wednesday. (laughs) There was a thread on uh, the Reddit page of some people that went back and listened to last year's season predictions episode. And it was not pretty. It was not pretty. Well, Sims got the Saints. Yeah, yeah, he also did not get the Giants. Well, that was a yeah. tough one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Giants <laughs> went 13 and, yeah, 3 and 13. Oh, yeah, someone put it up. Uh, right. So, NFC East, you guys both picked the Giants. Right. NFC North, you both picked the Vikings. Right. We were both correct. Uh, the South. I went Bucks. He went Saints. Yep. NFC nice. West, both went Seahawks. So, we got that wrong. Wild card, Lefko went Cardinals and Packers. And Ugh. Sims went Cardinals and Cowboys. I forgot the Cardinals were supposed to be really good last year. It's hilarious. You guys want the AFC? Yeah, yeah of course. All right, so AFC East. This is good self-scouting. Both Patriots. Right. Uh, AFC North, Lefko, you went Steelers. Sims, you went Ravens. Oh, so I was right. AFC right. South, both Titans. AFC and West. And we got that wrong. 
Yep. Jacksonville yeah, won Jacksonville the won the division. In the West, Lefko, you went Chiefs. Uh, Sims, you went Raiders. And then Wild Card. Who won the West? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. Oh, yeah. yeah they bad. hosted the Titans. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, so Wild Cards, Lefko, you went Broncos and Dolphins. Sims, you went Broncos and Steelers. Uh, and and neither, so you did get the Steelers. Steelers got in, but yes. The Ravens, the Ravens didn't, didn't so win I got, the division. I missed. And, yeah, I uh, Dolphins. What a so, savage pick. So overall yeah. records, Lefko, you were 4-8. and eight. Sims, you were 3-9. and nine. Ooh, uh, another thing that I beat Sims uh, in. <laughs> Alonzo NY did point out that Adam said, I think people are sleeping on the Eagles. Right. So there you go. I did yes. say that. And then I know MVP, you went Brady. I did. And I went Russell Wilson. No, you went Wilson. I went, I Russell. went Brady. Did you? So I got Brady, too. Right. Uh, defensive Player of the Year. Do you he should have been picked? third. You picked Von Miller. I did, and I picked Daniil Hunter. <laughs> who I'm not going to lie, in my short list of possible Defensive Player of the Year candidates, he's back on there. He made the list again, I but there's no way I'm picking him again. But I, he looked really good. Some of the division picks already are stressing me out. Just they thinking are. about it. the NFC is where I'm just I'm like I'm scared to death. Yes, the NFC East, I genuinely have no idea. Nope. The NFC North, I'm going one of three ways. The NFC West, I really don't have any idea. Yep. NFC South is a little clearer to me. But the AFC South? Who's winning the AFC South? Jacksonville, Tennessee, or Houston? Could be, could be any of the three. The West? No idea. No idea. I think the Chargers are going to win the West. Okay, but... I feel actually really good about that one. You know what made me question that? And we're yeah. going to get into this, Steve. Yeah. I don't want to do it all now. But like when I learned that Roberto Aguayo was going to be their kicker this year, right. my first thought was, like, I could <laughs> F- totally see uh, him blowing F- two games. Yes. Totally yes. see it. No, you gave him a K. Sorry, a K. K. You don't, you don't grade kickers. No, I don't grade kickers. I did, a, I did a radio interview. Remember Serena that we met out there? She was hosting Sirius last night, and I went on. And they were like uh, talking about Bortles. And they are like, is this like a thing with Sims? I said, when he was drafted... Sims gave him an F right. at three. Not him, but the Jaguars. Right. This has not been a creation. This right. has been yes. you know, life. Yes. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to the Sims and Lefko fans. The SLFL, the Fantasy League, has already begun. Uh, they've been drafting pretty much throughout the week. Uh, our draft is next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. The Golden Spleen Conference. Um, I don't... Team Odell Rogers. Is that what we're going I mean, that's what Chris <laughs> wanted. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't know fantasy at all. No, amazing. I don't care. What, do you want to give me another name then? Let's no, hear no, your I great like, ideas. I like Odell Rogers. Let's hear your great ideas. You don't have an idea? No, I got then nothing. Then shut the hell up, both of you. Okay? Um, shut the hell up. Are you going to draft with us? Uh, I, I'll be an advisor. It's like you, you're going to hire me as to I, advise. I think I want to FaceTime Sims for each pick, and we'll record his advice and then just post that. And then <laughs> you and I will be together and make the pick. Yeah, because yeah. I've done like 500 mock drafts right. at this point. Right. It's disgusting. It's a really a disease. You have a bit of a problem. It's because it's just fun. I think doing the drafts is more fun than actually playing fantasy football. Yeah. Because you're going like, ooh, like Who am I gonna I'm, get? I'm the eleventh pick in one of my friends' leagues. Right. And like DeAndre Hopkins fell to me the other day, and yeah. I was like, This is incredible. Like I'm sending it to my friends like it matters and it doesn't matter. We had a guy tweeting at us over in London as he was doing his draft at twelve fifteen in the morning and had to be up at work uh, for work at five AM and he said the draft finished at three AM. Oh, but he stayed up to do it. Damn. And the uh Woe Big Off season conference, I believe it was. Yeah, Whoa, the Woe Big Off season conference. Yeah, the Woe Big Off season conference. Damn, also, that stinks. So we have at least one representative for every team for the uh F the play up uh what is it? Yeah. Correspondence yeah. committees, yeah. whatever. Right. And some of them were asking for yeah. a little bit of clarification of right. what they should be looking for. Okay, yes. So I have a few questions, and then I want you to just kind of go into okay, it. Okay, cool. 
Are sacks included in the F the play up statistics? No, I mean there are no. We're not going to count that because that's... tackles for loss. Sure. What if you're one of the guys that's like a part of a sack, but you don't get credit for it? Well, then th- what do you mean? He's not a part of the sack. Then he okay. should have got a credit for it. So if, no, he, but, if but he's a he part of it, fuck the play up. If, point? He, if 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 a guy busts through the line of scrimmage, all right. Let's just say it's Fletcher Cox. He busts through the line of scrimmage and has one arm on the quarterback, and the quarterback wiggled through, but had to also step up like four yards in the pocket and then get yes. sacked by somebody else. Oh, that's the that's the F the playoff Fletcher Cox. What he if is Fletcher the Cox busts through the line, the right. quarterback escapes, rolls out, then throws an incomplete pass? Yeah, that's F the playoff. What if Fletcher Cox busts through the line, gets a hand on, but the guy steps up like Deshaun Watson what? and completes the pass? It, he still F the playoff. He F the play play up. He did. He did more than what he was statistically asked to do. You can We're not going to sit there and judge now the greatness of Deshaun Watson and say, "Well, Deshaun got out of that." And threw a completion four yards in the flat. No, the play was sorry for the swear, fucked up already. We just there's more than one great player on the field in the NFL. There's gotcha. you know so sometimes- so your your definition really is is it typically a defensive lineman or a linebacker? I, I guess it yes. could be anybody. Yeah, or like a safety a quarter, sometimes yeah. that's down the line. Someone that that gets through the has offensive ruined lineman. the design of the play offensively. They've ruined the design. Now yeah, now Aaron what, Rod. Now, right, now what if ahead. an edge rusher right. comes around right. and the quarter Quarterback simply steps up. That's not enough. That's just normal. That's that's an edge rusher coming around the edge and the okay. quarterback. Yes. Now, if, if if the edge rusher comes around the edge and just absolutely pile drives the offensive tackle into the quarterback, and now the whole pocket's messed up, and even the quarterback escapes somehow, yes. and then throws another completion, he effed the play up. He's going to get a big-time positive grade from his coach. Like, there was a Miles Garrett play where he backed the left tackle into the quarterback, and then the quarterback then threw an incomplete pass. Exactly. Huge F the F play the up. play up. Exactly right. Gotcha. Yes. So the whole that concept whole... of this is that sacks don't tell the full story, right? and we want people to be looking for players who have negatively affected the offense's intentions with exactly. something that they've done. Exactly right. I mean, Fletcher Cox could be playing the Rams, and he could F the play up and go, what, damn, he busted through the line of scrimmage and had Todd Gurley with two hands, seven yards behind the line of scrimmage, and then Todd Gurley somehow broke that tackle and ran for a 70-yard touchdown. It doesn't matter. Fletcher Cox still, he F the play up. Man. He F the play up. It's just, again... Where were the other guys to come and help him? And then Todd Gurley's yeah. an amazing talent. So I'm watching Hard Knocks last night. Yeah. Oh, that's typically where you go, oh, I got to watch it. I didn't watch that one. Yeah, I still got to watch it. I never but watched like, it last, but like, I watched last week. Nate Orchard had like three plays, including the Josh Allen touchdown. Right. Where he got there and Josh Allen. So in your mind, but like this is where it gets tricky. Yeah. Nate, Or- Nate Orchard was like unblocked on that one. Yeah, that's not that's not like effing the so play So that's up. a detail for people. That is a detail. If You're it's right. a free rusher, if right. they're going after the quarterback, that's not enough to play up. Right. You need to blow through a block right. or make a guy miss. Right. It can't just be clear off the edge oh he missed the sack no you're no, not really no blocking the play up i would yes i would argue there that no the quarterback of the offense has f the protection up there in that case so if but, someone is a free runner yeah. it could not be included as an f the play up no that's not enough to play up okay no so our definition of f the play up is right. 
you go through, around, over, under right. an offensive lineman or a running back trying to block right. you and negatively impact the play, whether right. it's a run pay or run player pass play, right. including if you bust through the offensive line and the running back has to go wider to the outside. Exactly right. Like, that counts too, even no if doubt. he doesn't put a hand on him. No doubt. Like, let's just say Jamal Adams for the Jets. They're playing, let's just say, the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's down at the line of scrimmage. Man, the C gap has a huge hole, and all of a sudden Jamal Adams is there before Leonard Fournette can even get to the hole. Oh, and now he has to stop, redirect, go outside. No, Jamal Adams just, he, he screwed the play up. Mm. He's, he shot his gun and he flew through there to where it got ruined yes. from that. Yes, and, and our point is this. If you make the sack, you're not eligible. If you make the tackle, you're not eligible. Right. We're trying to give credit to the guys that get lost in the history yes. of the NFL right. because there's no stat that led to someone else getting the sack or right. tackle or an incomplete passer. It, and you know what our biggest thing is? Yeah. If you cause an intentional grounding, sure. you get a fuck the play up No point. doubt about because it. Because that's the most egregious thing that's not counting in the NFL. It's, you should yes. get a sack. That's so stupid. You're right. I feel like that should get an F- FTPU plus. <laughs> if you you cause an intentional grounding. I would like to be the podcast or the show that keeps track of that right. one for sure. Right. Causing intentional grounding is a plus. This, just for all those people out there too. This is these are the guys that offensive coordinators are worried about. Like like again, t- going back to 2014 Super Bowl 49, right? Uh, Patriots Seahawks. We saw those oh, until he said Patriots Seahawks. Did you know what he was talking? About? I had no clue. Neither. Until we saw the preparation the Patriots did. For the Seahawks in that Super Bowl. That was in 2014. That was 2014 That it feels like yesterday. And that was, there we go, with Michael Bennett. This is where we started on this whole thing. I think Michael Bennett's the reason we we started this conversation. Because that Super Bowl, he should have been MVP. He was was the best player on the NFL for like a three or four year span. And that week, when you look back at, I can't remember what the damn show was, whatever that show was that was following the Patriots that year. Hey, all those great defensive players... On the Seattle Seahawks, the Patriots were worried about Michael Bennett more than anybody. That's yes. all they cared about. Same and his stats were weren't nearly Justin as Tuck. good as Richard Sherman's or Cam Chancellor's or Bobby Wagner's. The bottom line stat line was not on their level. Yeah. But I promise you, when people watched and broke down the Seahawks, the number one guy they worried about and game plan for was number 72, Michael Bennett. We are tired of the big uglies not getting credit. Right. That's really what it yes. comes down to. All right, so I was talking about hard knocks a little bit ago. Um, there is a moment um, from last night's show that has kind of begun sweeping a little bit, and it's going a little bit viral. Damn, so that show comes out on Tuesday night? Tuesday night. Okay, so I've been catching in the Wednesday rerun. Right. Uh, so, Nick, I'm going to play it right here. <laughs> I thought it uh, came out on Sundays. I didn't even realize. Here is uh, the offensive line coach for the Browns. Right. Uh, talking about his least favorite part of practice. And by the way, this is the kind of guy that when he says hike, his entire man chest and belly goes up. Like he's built like, you'll see. Stretch is way overrated. Did you know World War One, World War Two? all those guys that fought in that war, right? They did push-ups, jumping jacks, sit-ups, climbed the wall, and ran. But none of this fancy Stop. Stop. Tommy, right there. Okay. Just pause it for a second. Can't. First okay. of all, he's so right. 
The stretching is. You're so crazy. I. I what? what? So stretching, oh. stretching. The more if you get to know high end, really high end training, the thing they're finding out more in the world than anything. First of all, it is overrated. Like the, the greatest, <laughs> some of the greatest players I've ever seen. Michael Vick, I can promise you, when I watched him in pregame warmups, everybody was stretching and he was standing there scratching his ear and looking at the stadium. Stretch. Why are you? I know you've heard this from me before, and I'm going to say it anyways. But this is what they're finding out. Like, why would you overstretch muscles when you're going to go 10 minutes later? I want you to be really tight and explosive, right? That's what players are messing out on. And I know what he's saying. Like, the stretching part, no, all you need to do is warm up. Stretching is an after workout exercise. People need to, this is the new age. Listen to what I say, or you will pay. Okay. Come down to the bay. <laughs> yes. I need some head. Go ahead. Sorry. From two world wars. Two world wars by doing jumping jacks, push-ups, and sit-ups. Look at this two walrus. Wars. You think they were worried when they're running across Normandy about fucking stretching? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I love it. Huh? Well, let me see. Give me my rubber band so I can stretch to run across that fucking beach. You're going to be kidding me. <laughs> He's amazing. Uh, that's old Lyman, though. That's this old Lyman coach. This guy drives a Maserati, a white Maserati, <laughs> he too. He fits in it? It's it's not one of the tiny, tiny ones. Maybe it's, it's more custom. like the mid-level ones or whatever. Okay, yeah. So you're telling me that everyone online is going, look at this guy saying stretching's crazy. What a typical O-line rant. Yeah. And of course, you're the only one that agrees. Unbelievable. Stretching, yes. You've said this to me for a very yes. long time. Really, I think if you look at a lot of high-level athletes, first of all, they go through what they call the Bob active... Bob Wiley is the coach. Bob Wiley, yes. Active dynamic warm-up, right? So you get everything going warm. You get it all firing. Why, if you're... Why would you pull on your hamstrings and your quads and go, get loose and get long, and in five minutes I want you to be really quick and explosive? It makes no sense. That's how injuries happen. That's you want why it to be like a rubber band, right, that's about to... You want it to be ready to fire and go. Yeah. You want it, the twitchiness to be uh, at its twitchiest you know, that it can possibly be. And how can you be twitchy if you're telling it to stretch and relax? I mean, you've right? gone on rants to me about how foam, the foam, roller. foam rolling Definitely. is the dumbest thing to do before a workout. The dumbest thing there is. You want to smooth out your muscles. Now, most of us, and I'm including me, and you guys are certainly in this. We're man. not explosive enough. I don't care if we stretch for nine hours before. You're not explosive enough to pull something. So it doesn't matter to you Damn. or, you know, Joey workout at the Equinox. It How's doesn't matter. Do like that? But people like Odell Beckham Jr. or Julio Jones, if they're sitting there like, oh, let me pull down so hard and stretch my hamstrings to where it almost feels like it's going to pop and my lower back's going to pop. Yeah, it feels like that because the shit's going to pop if you pull any farther. You're making it go far. Than it was. Are. Yeah, so right. you've always said that the really best athletes, the yes. wide receivers, whether it's the Ocho Cinco's or anybody, just you look at their calves. Yes. And it's this tiny little muscle. Right. But it's so tight packed yes. that it just explodes. Yes. And then if you look at someone like myself, right. I have very large calves. You got a giant calf. I have a huge calf. Shit's useless. Doesn't do anything for you. But a lot of people are more good. impressed by <laughs> I know, it. I know. So here, these right. athletes have these tiny little calves. Right. Never stretch. Right. 
So you agree with Bob Wiley? A little bit. I mean, yes. I mean, listen. Two you world to, wars. They it, won two world wars. They yeah. They were worried about well, stretching. It's like, it's like stretching is like, let's think about the ninth guy. We never see the ninth guy off the bench who like hasn't played three quarters in the NBA game. He doesn't come out and pull his pull any muscles. It's it's like it's just part of the routine. No, if you want to get warm, do little things like butt kicks that'll get your quad you stretch. Do love a good butt straight kick. leg run to get the hamstring fired. High knees. Like that. You do high, high knees. knees yeah. Exactly right. Little Josh has checks. some like athlete calves. Hear that? It just ends there. That's yeah. the only problem. I think even his doctor said so. Yeah, yeah. my uh, my trainer. Oh, excuse me. Yes. Well, I had a, yeah, not my trainer. I had a free now, training session. <laughs> <laughs> He told me. I, he kept saying he was a trainer, and then, so you've already, you're already calling him your trainer, even though well, it was the free training. It was session. yeah. It was you know how when you join the gym, did you he get guilt the free you into signing up? No, he said whatever you want to do, let me know. Okay. And I said he keep complimenting my calves like that. I'll be back. <laughs> Tell this, me I have good lower body muscle density. All right, sorry. You, you agree with it? His calves, yes, I don't know. I do not agree with the rest of that lower body. Well, that's I mean, why I said relax in the text messages. Your quads and badunkadunk. I got good glutes. I don't know about that. I got real good glutes. All right. Well, I got to see haven't you studied some hard spandex enough. Yeah. or some shorts um, or something. Next time this, we go to the gym. This offensive line coach, Bob Wiley, yeah. though, in one of the next scenes, right. showed his team animals that he'd like them to be. Like, he's very on I brand. love it. I, what he picked. He showed a warthog and how wide they were. It's impossible Pumbaa. to go off base. Right. He showed a rhinoceros. And then he showed, like, a silverback gorilla. And he said, this is you, guys. He goes, really long arms, Always walks with knees bent. Right. And the Evans line was loving it, but I'm like, damn, this is the shit that Sims talks about all the time. It's <laughs> really it. funny. I we should it. get Bob Wiley on a podcast. I would love and, to. Old linemen like that, old line coaches like that, they would be gold. Because he's not Dylan, worried. Get Bob Wiley. He's not, those guys are not worried either about like anything. They're really not. They're willing to kind of stay in their lane and talk about their guys the way they want to talk about them. And they'll say crap where you'll be like, whoa, that's kind of funny. Literally after he shows the gorilla, right. he goes, and his face kind of looks like my ex-mother-in-law. <laughs> like that was his next line. Yes. Yeah, I love that guy. Uh, Des Bryant. I'm writing his name down. Yeah, Bob Wiley. Uh, Des Bryant was also featured very prominently on the show, going around and saying hi to everybody. everybody. Like to to the point where it was almost like Like, reeked of desperation. Did we sign him already? Um, And apparently, Des didn't like your Simpsons 60. Yes. And I'm going to add this note. Yeah. I was very surprised by your Simpsons 60. Right. Josh already came at you this morning and you were defending it. Yes. So what was your Simpsons 60? Right. Simpsons 60, first of all, it's just like food for thought, right? That's that's what it is to me. It's about bringing up angles that I notice in football that people don't talk about and it's under the radar and it needs to be brought to the attention. Because when I see things on the internet now, I think everything's a take. Right. So your opinion that you were trying to show people was, if you look at the Patriots, they they never pay a guy like an Aaron Donald or a Khalil Mack too much of their salary. Exactly. They're right. not going to give 70, 80 million dollars to somebody. 30% take up, of their cap to one guy. That's just not how they work. Right. Not even Tom Brady, not Gronk, not Dante Hightower, not Malcolm Butler. Nobody. Everybody, because your point was if they get hurt, 30% of your salary cap is down the yes. toilet. Bill Bill Belichick looks at it and goes, man, for that 30%, I could have got three other guys at that position. Right. Now, I kind of saw it. Yeah. And then Des saw it. Right. So what did Des say? Let's go to our Des reader, yep. Josh Fendrick. First of all, good job. Way to be on Instagram. Very good stuff. Thanks. Uh, all right. So Des left. <laughs> yeah, Des left a couple. That one yeah. Too. Des left a couple comments. First yeah. comment: Bill Belichick's strategy is one in a million. That was the first thing he said. Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree on that. Next comment: a little bit longer. 
Yeah, that's easy for everyone to agree on because they will never see that kind of money. But check this. Don't forget why everyone watches football. Because of the players. The NFL created that money cap. At the same time, it generates so much money from us players, and we have to fight to get at least 5% out of 100 of what we generate. I bet we don't see 10% as a whole. We all would be lucky to see half the contract after we sign. So please don't be blinded by these foolish contracts. It's only a few who got fully guaranteed deals. Uncle Sam is going to get his. Mac and Donald are rightfully owed whatever they are asking, just like Odell. It's always a problem whenever it's time to do business. Mm-hmm. These yes. are all things we agree with. No doubt about it. That's that's I'm not see, that's where I'm not I'm not arguing that. <laughs> that's that's I know. You agree I, with him. Yeah. I want the players to be paid. You're just saying. I'm just showing that there's a team that's dominated football for the last 18 years, and this is the route they have taken. Other than a Dalius Thomas, which they learned from because they gave him a whole lot of money and it ended up being a bust, other than that, you can't find a Patriots player that was paid like an Aaron Donald or Khalil Mack. Not even Tom Brady. Not even Tom Brady. Tom has just gotten leverage the last few years, finally, really. And like, I, yes, so Tom, he's famous for settling for less uh, and not doing anything so, that's going to hurt the rest so of the how team. Do we, so I want to respond. So okay, let me yeah, see. Please. First of all, I want to respond to Des Bryant. Like, can we do that? Should we do it right now? For and the... be like, I want to be like, first of all, Des, I'm my issue here. This is my point. First of all, more than anything, the, it's too skewed to the the top end players. My point would be, Des Bryant is not twenty times worse than Odell Beckham Jr. Mm. That's what I'm saying. That's the problem in the whole thing. Oh, there needs to be a closer gap a little bit to the so-called average or barely above average player. He should be paid a little bit more, and some of the stars should be paid a little bit less than what they're be paying. So what about like an Aaron Donald? Right. So Aaron Donald, he's the best at his position in the sport. I get that. But at the same time, let's just say, let's just take another good D tackle that's out there in the world. Um, You, You mean like average yeah, or just let's go, Bo Allen. Yeah, okay, right. He's not Bo Allen, Tampa Bay Bucks. He's not. He's not. I got it. Left out. Twelve times better than Bo Allen, or like Khalil Mack. Like I said with Bruce Irvin, you guys heard me say yes. this before. Khalil Mack is not five times better than Bruce Irvin. Like, but his contract's going to say that. Okay, so that would be my issue, and I'm all for the players being paid, but. I was just making the point that this is what the Patriots do, and it's what part of why they've been successful. So I'm torn now. Yeah. Because I'm torn because what you're saying makes sense, but I also want these guys to get I paid. Know, I and know. we've been fighting for the elite to get paid right. more so that it brings up the salaries for everybody else. Right. Now you're making it seem like when they get paid that much, it prevents from everybody else from getting paid it more. It does. I mean, just think of so the Seattle I, Seahawks. I can't look him in the eye, right. Odell Beckham, right. and say... You shouldn't get the maximum that you're willing. No, to I get. want them to get the maximum. I do. I really do. It's not about that. Again, again, I was just trying to say this is what the Patriots done, and it's a very effective formula. And I think it gets lost in translation at times. I wish everybody would get paid more money and get guaranteed contracts. That's not what I'm against. But yes, I was just trying to show that side of the business because I don't think that gets talked about with the dynasty of the Patriots enough. And yes. Uh, I guess what I basically is saying is, yes, some of these top-end players who are getting 30% of the salary cap, they're not 30 times better than some of the other guys who are making a million or $2 yeah. million dollars a year. Bo Allen has a three-year uh, three $15 million deal. 
Right. So he's making five million a year. year. So Khalil Mack's going to, I mean, they're talking $20 million, right? I mean, really, so it's going to be a $20 million average, something along those, four times better. Aaron Donald, four times better. A little different position. Are they four times better? Aaron Donald might be them Bo Allen. Bo Allen wasn't the perfect example <laughs> because he's more of like a nose tackle type yeah, of guy, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? I got all the D tackles here. If uh, but yeah, let's up. see. Let's see some other ones. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So wait, let's somebody like, um, yeah, like, okay, Geno Atkins is going to yeah. make what, 10 million this year? He's going to make 10 million average salary, is basically. And we're talking about guys like Aaron Donald are going to have 20 million average salary. Like, like, Aaron Donald's not two times better than Geno Atkins. He's better, but he's not twice as good. Like, damn, then holy cow, he's amazing. Then he's the greatest player ever. Like, I mean, Geno Atkins is really effing good. Aaron Donald might be one of the greatest players ever. He's awesome. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. But all I'm saying is that's where it's skewed a little bit. Uh, that was my point. I, I don't gotcha. know. Did I explain that well? Yeah, yeah, just just welcome to the world of the internet, though. I know. Where, like, you put it up there about salaries. People are like, no, pay them the money. And then yeah. other people are like, don't pay them anything. And it's just it just becomes this echo chamber of yelling. We'll respond to Des after the podcast. Okay, good. We'll I want to find him yeah. because I don't want him to think I'm not for him getting yep. paid. Right. He probably doesn't even. He probably thinks it's Matt Sims. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, speaking of uh, o- uh, older guys coming back, yeah. Adrian Peterson. Somebody at Bleacher Report, can I get a T-shirt? Somebody give me a freaking T-shirt. You like the Chucky? I mean, he's only my, he was only my coach. They give it to you. He doesn't really like Speaking you Speaking of T-shirts, you know what we didn't do at the top of this podcast? What? Talk about the new logo. It's official. When this comes out, we will have a new logo. Wow. You want to talk about that at the end of the show? You talk about it. Well, we got a new yeah, logo. Yeah, talk about the end. Yeah, let's say it for the we'll end. We'll explain a little bit of what's going on at the end. Josh Fendrick's going to talk a lot. We've got to tell the big effort in nine minutes. I Perfect. Think. Okay. Adrian Peterson back with Washington. Yes. And you had, I saw, at least three to four people come up to you in the office for fantasy reasons going, Adrian Peterson what back on think, Washington. Sims? What do you think? What do you think? Uh, and your response is, he's done, he's old, it's washed, and it's over. Adrian Peterson said to those doubting him, it shows me people don't really know about football. That's his quote. Mm-hmm. I feel like people that know the game of football know different situations a player might be in. So when people go back and say, oh, 2.4 yards per carry, there's a lot that contributes to that, and I just brush it off. Definitely. I mean, yeah, he's right about that, but he's not the same guy he was. I mean, can any great player ever just freaking admit that they're not the same guy in year 14 as they are in year four? But that's what makes them great. I, I get it. Um, he's still He can contribute to their football team. He will. He's going to be part of the rotation, but like – He's not going to like take over the league and rush for 1300 yards. I think he's your like perfect number 2 2 3ish type of back and so he'll he be So he joins Samaje P Ryan and, and Rob, Rob Kelly, Kelly and... right? I mean Chris Thompson's the best running back on that roster now when he gets healthy. He's the man. He was the best player on their offense arguably last year. So he would be the guy I watch out for, but he can certainly add value to that group. Samaje P Ryan is, looks like it was a high ankle sprain. He could be out for a little bit. Yeah. He can get carries and I'll say this, he's going to look as good or better than last year, I can right away, because their offense is better. They have receivers, and they have a very good offensive line, the Washington Redskins. Yes, better than the Cardinals had last Way year. Way better than the Cardinals. All right, so then rank the four Washington running backs. Um, Chris Thompson is one. Um, I would probably go P. Ryan two, and then a three. It's like a tie. Mm, it's close between Rob Kelly and AP. Are you making Adrian Peterson the 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 fourth the third best? running back? You're making him third. Yeah, he's third. I think. Yeah. So Adrian Peterson's the third best running back on the Washington. Right. There's a reason nobody in football's wanted him. Does everybody? Does everybody hear that? Okay, so what? What? Just because he got like so now? Oh, he signed. He's back to the best in football. Yeah, but then again, like. 
Adrian Peterson, it makes sense, but like there are reasons that Dez is not signed, and I don't think it's because he's bad. Like I think Dez has much more of the tank than Adrian Peterson does. Yes, no, I think Dez is some of the off-the-field stuff, and I always will go back to the fact that he wasn't used in a variety of ways with yes. the Cowboys, and I think that's scary. Do you think teams. Dez ends up on a team? I do, definitely. Well, who's your pick now? Um, mm, that's a good question. I'm still rooting for the Bengals. You think the Bengals would be the one? Yeah, because what have I seen from John Ross that makes me go, oh, he's a number two. Yeah, I, I hear that. I mean, you're right. It's it's he looks fast, but that's about all he looks. Mm, who would he go to? Carolina, Carolina, team. and I don't even know if they need him at this point. You know, I would look at them, but I still think the Browns have a big chance to do it. Why wouldn't the Cardinals or the Seahawks get involved? To Cardinals me, to a degree, are really lacking. You know, especially if Baldwin's not ready to go week one. Uh, Cardinals, though, Jerron Brown does look the oh, damn part, and so funny. does that da- Stringfellow, the kid from Mississippi. Jerron Brown is on Seattle, and so is Stringfellow. I know. Yeah. I'm saying they looked the part, so I'm just saying. You yeah. say it was on the Cardinals. Oh, sorry. No, Jerron Brown did look good. Yeah, I got to think about the Dez thing. I How about George Iloka possibly signing Maybe with the, the Vikings? Um, yes, okay, I get that. You know, Iloka, it's funny, he started the game the other day, right? Yes. And then... Uh, the second drive, they bring right in Bates. Bates right in. I don't know what happened there. Does he get pissed off and go to the front office or Marvin Lewis the next day and go, like, that's some bull, whatever? I don't know. But he's still starting caliber-ish safety. Yeah. He's going to be great in I think he's better than add. Andrews and Deho. Yeah, he's in, in the right, right along with him. Like yeah. They're going to battle it out. I just I like the notion of having a guy like that on your roster if you want to throw three safeties out there or yeah, something like that. Because no they got corners, it. too. Like The Vikings are just... They're they got really good guys. Really good corners. Uh, so this is a clip from Doug Peterson's book. Peterson. His new book is called Fearless. And... He says that he was watching the Patriots-Jaguars game in the locker room before when the Eagles played the Vikings. Right. And when the Jaguars took a knee at the end of the first half, he said, I was there thinking, you've got to be kidding me right now. It made me mad because Jacksonville had New England right where they wanted them. I was screaming at the TV in my office, very similar to how you and I were screaming. (laughs) When they knelt right before halftime inside, I was like, I'll never do that. It fueled me, Peterson said. They could have at least tried for a field goal. They took it out of their quarterback's hands, and they didn't give it back to their big back, Leonard Fournette. I thought, if they lose this game, this is why. And sure enough, they go on to lose this game. Right. The Eagles got the ball with 29 seconds left in the first half with three timeouts against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, completed three passes, got a field goal. That's how I wanted to play the last one in the first half with an aggressive mentality. Yeah. Doug Marone came out and said it didn't bother him. Right. Which uh, it's great. It shouldn't bother him. I mean, good for him. It's it's not it's not about him personally. And, no, and of people, course. He's coaching his football team. And but that's the how they that got the public, there. The fact that the public thought yeah. that this was a Doug Marone insult. Right. And it's not a Bortles insult. Right. Marone is trying to minimize issues. Yes. He's, he was himself not afraid. Right. He wasn't like, oh, man, I'm afraid the Patriots are going to do something. No, he was afraid his quarterback was going to do something. Exactly right. Uh, I want to show you a picture, and I want to get your reaction to it. Okay. Man, I'm hungry. Whoa. Whoa. I, I, I love Tigers. Okay, so this is Baker Mayfield Whoa. with his shirt off in front of what looks to be a Rolls Royce right. next to a Bengal Tiger. Um, what is he doing here? He is advertising a pair of underwear. Him and a number of other athletes uh, have their own like tights that you would wear to the gym brand. Right. Uh, and this, what, what is your take on just the picture? 
Uh, I mean, it's it's actually a cool picture. It's not something you see a quarterback do all the time, so I, I give him kudos to that. Um, That's a whoa big preseason. It, it is. I mean, again, I don't think I would do that. I just tell you, not until at least I've like gone to the playoffs or this something. Upset a lot of the traditional media. I'm sure. Colin Cowherd, all those guys. Yeah. You haven't done anything. Exactly. What are you doing right. taking a picture? It's going to rub people in his locker room the wrong way. I mean, you is know, it really? Yeah, to a degree. They're not going to be like, hey, Baker, what the hell are you doing? But they're going to be like. You don't think they're going to be like, yo, this is ridiculous. Well, there's going to be, no, there's going to be some guys in the corner of the locker room being like, man, what's he doing doing that? I'm like, so you're not allowed to do any advertisements? Not I mean, even the starter yet. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, what's he done? Has he helped Cleveland win a game yet? No. So that's. that's so. I know it's a tough thing because so guys got to get their money. We and all do celebrated all that. Patrick Mahomes last year because he turned down all advertisement dollars because he didn't think he was there yet. Right. So that's what everyone's supposed to do. It's kind of just an old school, unwritten rule. You don't have to do it, but you know, it's just yeah. There's going to be a. You just got to realize that when you do that, you're certain guys who judge people in the locker room, which there's always that guy in life or in, in locker room, like they're going to judge you. And as soon as he throws an interception. Like, I promise you, those same guys are going to be the ones in the locker room to go, if, maybe if he had a shirt on in that area, you know, whatever. Is it different with quarterbacks? What if Saquon did this? Saquon could probably get away with it. Yeah, the quarterback, it is different. There's definitely. Yeah, why? Because he's, like he if already Jaylen has Ramsey... all the attention. He's got all the attention as it is. He gets every benefit of the doubt in the world. And now he hasn't done anything to help the team, and he's going to get capitalized off that even more. So that's where it just drives people crazy. It, it really is a quarterback bias. It is a quarterback thing. bias. Let's bring in uh, the best quarterback in the history of the New York Giants. Okay, let's bring in that. Let's get Eli. Get Eli on the phone, Nick. <laughs> All right, so let's call Phil Simms. Uh, you know Phil Simms is like apparently going around and telling people about my uh, wiffle ball stuff uh, well i saw the thuzio thing right yes yes he's going around and telling people that i almost broke my back and that but i was i was surprisingly athletic <laughs> story of my life surprisingly athletic hello 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 he's gonna, he's gonna be quiet let's wait him out Hey, who are you talking to? Somebody very important. Yeah, we were just listening in. Want to hear what you guys are talking Tell about. Tell us who. Well, I can't. Is but, I'll heck, is he... you, but I'll fill you in later, then you can secretly tell Adam later. Okay. Yeah. Is he the head coach of the Patriots? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think Bill Belichick will call me. But it was a lot of good stuff. I oh. ain't lying. Woof. Yeah. It was <laughs> like, damn, I'm glad you guys are late. Well, you're not as late as usual. And... You heard, could you hear him talking on the phone as I was? No, no, no we no. could. We could just oh, hear okay, you. Good, good. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would have known who it was. You're saying? Well, I don't know if you would have not, but it doesn't matter. The information was tremendous, and wow. I'm not exaggerating. Tremendous. Phil, I, I go online today and I see a video of you telling people about my softball performance. You're just kind of spilling all the secrets, huh? No, why wouldn't I do that? It was at a Thuzio event. Uh, apparently, you were saying that I almost broke my back, but I was surprised in the athletic. <laughs> Asshole. Well, you got to admit, your first swing was like, you know, you were so friggin' nervous, you, yes. you whatever. I, I got to be careful, even on your podcast. You were so nervous, and like, you know, come on, just relax and hit the damn thing. <laughs> he's the, he's the only so guy. I, right. It was like a cartoon. You could have. You 
buried yourself into the ground. You just twisted it into the ground. It was great. Right. And I'd, I'd never seen anybody swing that hard, too. Oh. And ne- he, in a wiffle ball game, he kept both hands on the bat, like the whole swing, right? Like, who does that in a wiffle ball game? Like, full throttle professional swing. <laughs> well, I don't, I'm not Ken Griffey Jr. All right? Yeah, I wanna, yeah. But you know, yeah, yeah I know. I, look, I just got to be honest. You, you're, I knew you were somewhat, at, you were much more athletic than I thought. That's and awesome. of course, I won't get to see these things. I'd like to, you know, if I still could do it, play in little hoops and just see what kind of game you had, that kind of stuff. That I would love to more. do that. I would love to do that. We'll get a game of hoops. You'll play Fendrick and no, Ben No, no, I can't. Perfect. I'm not doing He's I'm done with hoops. hoops. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. That's, uh, listen, that's a disaster. Wait, oh, let me make this move or this or that. Oh, I blew my Achilles, hurt my knee. Yeah, yeah, that's just what I want in life right now. I don't have enough going on. At your peak. Which NBA player's game was similar to yours the most? <laughs> None. <laughs> no. Who were you? You seem like uh, uh, who was what the guy was that, that touched Christopher? His... I, w- I was just he's uh, he's he's kind of got like a double-handed jump shot. Yeah. He, what he does? He's so dad's lefty, and he throws righty, and he writes lefty, and he has, left-footed. He yeah, he's got some little issues there. Got a great but we, punch with my left hand too when I was boxing. Right, we already knew that. So yeah, I mean, he was like Sims. He sounds like a Larry, Jeff. He was Larry Legendish. Yeah, yeah. There you I mean, go. That's what I was gonna say. Yes, Larry yeah. Bird. Yes. Yeah, it's like that. It's kind of you're gonna come on here and compare yourself to Larry. Well, Bird? Look, I'm doing it from a you know a weekend warrior, right. not from that standpoint. Okay, good. And I could box out a friggin' dump truck. Box them out for rebounds. I don't care how much you could jump. He could I'll do put that. my ass on you, and you're not going to go over the top of me. So yeah. you had a good you had a good shot, or were you mainly like a, a no? Rebound? No, you had a very good shot. Yeah, we we would too. we played a lot of hoops in the yeah. summertime. And Who's stuff like your that. pro player comparison, Chris? LeBron, MJ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I always told you this, Christopher. I forgot. Were you in the seventh or eighth grade, Christopher? I think I was eighth grade, but yeah, I was good at ba- basketball. He was growing good. up. Yeah, but he. One day we'd always play, and I'd always let him keep it close, and then I'd close the game out and kick his ass at the end. And then one day we're out there in the driveway, and, okay, he's up. I didn't let him up 7-3. to three. We played to 11 baskets. And I said, okay, now I'll kick his ass. And all of a sudden I go, damn, I lost 11-5. to five. What the hell? All right, let's go. Now I'm serious. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skunk him. And then he just – he really beats my ass. I went – Okay, that's over. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great day. I never won another game. I could have never beat him in another game if we played the rest of our lives. That's awesome. And I always say about his high school basketball career, he was a very good freshman player. He was good as a soft, very good as a sophomore too. You know, in a very strict game or whatever. But what do you want? I don't know. I'm not going to say you went downhill. But you know, Christopher, you, he didn't play basketball. All, he wasn't, oh, in the summer, I'm going to go play in the basketball leagues and do all this. So I said, no, you're not yeah. doing that crap. Yeah. You're not playing basketball in college. I'm not, you know, I, just, yeah. I was just not going to let him do it. Yeah, I had people, yes, that were trying to do, make me do both there for a little while. Really? Yeah, my, like, my, co- my high school basketball coach thought I could go to college and be like a double sport player. Really? Oh, yeah. it's like, yeah, Well, yeah. Greg Paulus. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, just, I just knew, hey, look, uh, hey, look. Ramapo College was near our house here. Right. They're Division Three. Okay, now his one of his teammates went up there and played Kevin Stokes. Yes, and I'd go up there and watch him every once in a while, and I'd go, "Wow, look at these kids!" And I go, "This is Division Three, right?" You know, there were guys from Bob Hurley St. Anthony's teams playing guard, sure. and this, and he's just going, 
These are Division Three. Right. So what do Division One players look like when oh, you get up man. really close and see them? So they're incredible. Yeah. yeah, they're incredible. I mean, it's it's uh, well, it's it's a football. You've got lots of different ways you can have success. You know, you can just be one thing and you can play. But basketball. I don't know that one thing, guy. That that day's over too, man. It you is. just got to be able to do it all, right? So, so Phil, you know that we have uh, Steve Rosner going to be a special Friday episode. Uh, really? Yeah, we we talked to him. He was great. Man, did he tell embarrassing stories about you? No, he would never do that. Oh, you've already had him. I thought you meant you're going to have him this Friday. So it's going to come out come Friday. out on Friday, but we did it earlier oh. this week. What did he tell you? Everything in his life and why he is successful and everything is. For just one reason, it's because of Boomer Esiason. <laughs> no, no, he did not say that. No, I think he credited, Boomer, he credited he Lawrence credited Taylor. His career. I brought all the players to you. You didn't. I, I should be getting a cut. And hell, you don't get me enough commercials. And no, no, no. And you know. <laughs> no, he credited Lawrence a lot. Yeah, well, I remember Steve being around the locker room and having Lawrence as a client. I guess it was. Probably his first one. One of it his was. first. One of his first, definitely. Yeah. That's what he said. I, I didn't realize it was one of his first either. Yeah, so look, he probably wasn't – well, hell, Lawrence was older than him. Um, so, I, but, we don't even have any direction we're going to talk about here, but this is, a, this is actually something that I'd talk about. All right? Five rookie quarterbacks. Right. You starting all five? Starting three of the five? What are you going to do? Mm. Well, I'm but, not starting all five. I'm no. definitely not going to start – uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, are you right. going to take back your bet with that guy? Like, are you just going to pay up now that Lamar's not going to take five snaps in the first week? That's Rosner. Yeah, that oh, was Rosner. Rosner? Right. Yeah. So, do you and, are no, you going to just no, pay up now? Yes, I am very worried about that. I with with I know he's going to get a couple snaps at quarterback. They're going to put him in there for nothing else, just to hand the ball off and and keep the defensive end from coming to or you know chasing the runner right. or something like that. I know. I think he'll be on the field for five plays, but the five plays at quarterback, man, if he let me out of that bet for with fifty percent right now, I'd give him half bet. <laughs> so I don't feel too good about it because I watched the tape of the game. I did see somebody show it on TV, and it, it was just not good. I mean, there was he dropped back and on Monday night game, and there are people wide open. I mean, wide open. And he just won't look and throw it to him yet. He will. He did it Louisville, but it's just going to still take him time. Yep. And and you know the guy who made the point. I don't know who I was watching, but they made a good point. You know, too many of the runs. I know it's early. Yeah, right. But come on, baby. Yeah, it's, it's too much contact. In the pile, right? It's, man. He got drilled. On yeah, I think I think Booger and Jason Witten kind of said it during the game. And well, you know they what? said it, but somebody did a really breakdown. And I, I like I told you, I watched it because I wanted to watch Andrew Luck. And I said, well, let me watch the um, Baltimore on the other side too. So I watched both. And and you know he could have he could have thrown some passes and dr- driven the ball down the field, throwing the football. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's the one thing that. we haven't seen him do yet. He has not driven the ball with any authority on any throw yet. That's the thing I've been complaining about on the podcast. Phil, a I want bit. you. Well, to talk- Andrew Luck has not done it either, and I don't right. know. You know, I'm waiting to see. Maybe this is who Andrew Luck is going to be all year. But you know, the good thing is Frank Reich will work around it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think about Andrew Luck? 
Yeah, I, I know what Dad's saying. We haven't seen the, you know, he never had like a hundred mile per hour fastball, right? He was like a ninety five mile per hour fastball yeah. guy. But he's a great down the field thrower. I think yeah. you would agree with that, right? Like he's one of the best deep ball throwers. We haven't seen him throw a deep ball yet. Like no. haven't seen him do it. Haven't seen him really throw like a twenty yard comeback or anything like that where he's had a step on it a little bit. It's Everything all... has been the exact same motion every exactly. throw, right. and also I think right now it's only two little exhibition games. The, the farthest he has thrown the football in the air is thirty three yards. Right. So does you know, that scare I, so you guys? I don't guys? know what that was—a fade or what? I can't. I don't know the play. But some I heard somebody say it, and I went, ooh, 33 yards is the farthest as he's thrown a ball I, in a game. I didn't watch that film yet, Dad. Um, but, but I would also say to it, like, it just seemed on TV like nobody was open. And I know T.Y. Hilton didn't play. So did, when, when you watched Luck, did you think people were actually open downfield? Because no, that he did, been, what, he, no, he did yeah, what he could do. Right. You know, listen, he's, he's always been, I think, a very good decision maker. Yeah. His, his pet, my pet peeve with him, you know, in the, really when he was rolling – was, hey, check one down every now and then. Right. <laughs> you know, because he would fire it down the field, and he kind of had that that problem of just, oh, I'll just make a play. You know, I'll, I'll just hold on, and I'll break the pocket and run and do that kind of stuff. And, it, you know, it, it, he got beat up over it. So, Dad, Dad uh, another thing, I think, uh, just because we're on this game, and uh, you made this point last week when you and I were talking on the phone, and I actually I really liked it. We were talking about Lamar Jackson. And Dad made the point, like, you have said it, he doesn't look quite as fast yet, right? Right. I thought right. he actually looked faster the other night than he did in the first two preseason games he On played. On that Colts turf. Yeah, so he did. He looked faster. But Dad made some good points about we were comparing him to Michael Vick. Yes. But the points you made, uh, I'm going to lead you in the direction no, about... No, just say them, because, well, you know, I've yeah, okay. forgotten them. He, yeah, know. okay. It's, yeah. He, yeah. His first thing is, is when he says, you don't run as much in the pros as you do in college. Like the quarterback, in college, you run after practice and do those things. And the quarterback, that might be the only time you get to run, really, because you're playing quarterback in practice. So... Dad was his point is you know you can become a hair slower in the NFL if you don't no, no, watch you will become slower right. he will not be as fast next year as he is this year he will slow down unless he works on it but yes okay so that that that's I thought it was a great point your guys are saying there's no running drills for a quarterback in practice no and well, in, no, in the NFL they don't run enough anyways this. I don't want to interrupt Christopher but just yeah. think in yeah. college Adam. All you do is practice, lift weights, run, run, haul summer long, and it. And he's never going to train like that ever again the rest of his life, unless he goes to the Patriots. No, they'll run, but they don't. He's not. You just can't do it because there's too much involved with all the mental aspects of the game, and you're just not going. And look, college. He could do it on the fly. He can't do that as much in the pros. You're right. And everybody's sli- – well, go ahead. Finish up else about, about well, Michael Vick, though. Yeah, so then the other point was I said, yeah, I mean, he might – I was like, he's not as fast as Michael Vick, but damn, he's close. He can really – you know. and Dad said, you know what? He goes, the league's a lot faster now than when Michael Vick played. And when there he said go. that, I was like, damn, you're right, Dad. I mean – Yeah, the league – It's not. then when Michael Vick came in the league – it was a league of just about being big. Right. Levon Kirkland was still playing. Right. Yeah. There, right. Like, no, there you go. Yeah. Middle you linebacker. Have, yes. right. Levon Kirkland would be a, a defensive tackle now. Yes. And he would be probably an all-pro. Deion Jones would be a safety back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you're a right. strong you're safety. Right. Then, right. 
So, so it was the league. It was just big people. And then Michael Vick, arguably, might have been the fastest guy in the NFL, except yeah. for maybe Deion Sanders or you know a few people. So th- that's not the case anymore. The NFL is. I'm watching these games and all these preseason games. I go, well, who is that? I'm looking up. And I'm going. Damn, he is a free agent. Yeah. What school to go to? Holy Christ, he looks like an All American, All Pro right there. And, and I just there's, there's a lot of guys so that pop many now. Good players, awesome. and and I think the depth at quarterback in the NFL is tremendous. It really is. We're up it's to like tremendous. twenty twenty something good quarterbacks yeah. right now. There, listen, the league. I'm not going to get into this, but also. And, you know, maybe Lamar looked faster, too. Uh, you were saying that just to get it off my mind. Right. It's because he's starting to get into that, get it into better shape. Right, right. You know, get it into real football shape, and now he'll, he'll pick up speed as we go along, maybe. To me, he still looks like he's 10 pounds heavier now than he was at Louisville. I agree. He does look a little thicker. And I just just don't do not do it. Right. You know? that. You know, guys do that at the end of their career because they're trying to look good physically. And they go, oh, he looks great, you know, but, but they, it's fake weight. You yeah, know, it's always it, all it really does is hurt them. Right. And, and uh, so we, we talk that, about the uh, fill the, the backups. Oh, yeah, yeah. Backups in the NFL, not going to get deep into it. But a lot of teams have what I call a really good backup that he's good enough to come in the game. And, you know, here's my one of my pet peeves. Well, you know, he's the backup because, you know, he can get us in and out of the huddle. And he really knows the system. And I go, I don't give a crap. Can he make a play? He can't throw it, and he can't run, but, oh, but he really he's just got command of the offense. Oh, man, go in the room and just take the door like the Three Stooges, put your head in it, and open the door, <laughs> just keep slamming yourself in the head because that is stupid. And some of these teams. Yeah, they're taking now, tremendous risks. Right. Their team, if they lose their starting quarterback, their year's over. Right. I mean, Matt Castle's still in the league. It's insane. Uh, so, Phil, you would have good perspective on this, and this is my last one. The Man, youngest... I really got mad there. That was good. It was really good. Really good. Really good. I'm going down to Rutgers later to give the kids an inspirational speech. Really? Yeah, I really am. I'm going to talk to them after practice. Someone You're talking to my squad? Practice. Yeah, Josh is a big Rutgers fan. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Tell him he said what's up. Well, I'm going I'm to check him, check him out, watch practices. You know, I'm not going to be there for the whole practice. You want to you want to practice with us? You want to like try off some of yeah, your yeah? What are you going to say? Your motivational speeches. Well, I'm going to say I'm going to just tell them some truths about life, man. Mm. You know, you can't you can't pull me. So I got okay. I got a few. What was your I'll question? Say. All right, hey, so my hey, question. Let's put it this way: I won't be long. As Mister Mayor told me, as I got up to MC a dinner one time for him, Boys and Girls Club, and they're introducing me, and he puts his hand on my shoulder and he goes, Phil. Just remember, or, or, I want you to know, I've been to church every day of my life since I can remember three years old. He goes, I never once left church ever and said, wow, I wish this sermon was a little longer. And I go, I got you, Mr. Mayor. I'll keep this thing moving at an unbelievable pace. Here we go. <laughs> so, that's pretty awesome. good. <laughs> so that's the same thing with these kids. Yes. I'll tell them a couple little things. And get in, get it. out. Yeah, that's uh, it. Seems- you know what? They don't want to hear it. They've already heard everything. So I think I got one or two things they probably haven't heard. So I'll go with that. Chris, who is the youngest player in the NFL? The youngest player in the NFL. Yeah, I want to say Sam Darnold. 
Youngest player in the NFL is Tremaine Edmonds. Oh, that's right, because he was 19 oh, when he got born, drafted. Born May 2nd, 1998. Yes. Adam Vinatieri has been playing in the NFL since 1996. That's awesome. Adam Vinatieri has been playing in the NFL longer than Tremaine Edmonds has been alive. Isn't that great? How crazy is that, Phil? Yeah, it is crazy. I saw. I was looking at it, and I said, God, this guy's 20 years old. Holy Christ, that's amazing. I know. To be 20 in the NFL. But how about Vinatieri? He, what, a 57-yarder the other night? Yes, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they got it down. You know, these kickers, punters and kickers, are like the modern-day golfer. They got the technique down so perfect. I mean, it, 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 aren't we all surprised any time in a game we see him miss a field goal? Yeah. Now they kick much. a 55-yarder, I just go, well, he'll make it. And yeah. I feel like I, for you, I mean, a missed field goal got you a ring. Yeah, that's right. You're right. A missed field goal. Yeah, kicking back then was not near as good as it is now. No, it was not. My Four- gosh, yeah. now the numbers of these kickers. Right, that was are- a 47-yard field goal. I mean, 47-yard field goals are like slam dunks now in, yes. the, in the NFL. Is back fi- then, it was literally like, man, it's 50-50. Is oh, Phil wow. talking yeah, smack yeah. about be going, Well, let's punt it. Let's don't even try it. You know, that now, I, 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 I'm even shocked. Regular season games, you know, think, oh, they got to punt it here. 53-yarder, and I'll kick it. You know, they make it, and I just go, damn, I would have never made that decision if I was the head coach. But, hey, it's a game that we're learning that you got to take chances, and it's the old thing. you got to dare to be great. You can't be afraid. And sometimes you got to take chance. Those He's chances. just practicing his Rutgers. Hey, stage. all right. So, 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 all right. I didn't get to finish my quarterback thing. Oh, right. Go ahead. Just real quick. All right. And, and Josh Allen, are you starting them week one? If they were not playing the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, I would start him absolutely one hundred percent. But that scares you. But man, yeah. That I you know, good. who knows what they're going to have cooked up week one? No doubt about it. And that, that could defense be scary. And that crowd. I think Baltimore's a good football team. They're, you know, listen, they're, they, they, it's Harbaugh watching him coach on TV was hilarious yeah. the other night. Yeah, and, they're going for it. I mean, he is just mad as hell. He's chewing coaches out. He's busy. and but you know what? They like nothing better than a fifteen round knockdown drag out. That's yeah. what they want to do, and that's that's the only way that that's the only hesitation I have about starting. Okay. Yeah, that game. Okay. And the one, their new offensive coach, they're not a great team. Yeah, right. Damn, are they well coached? That's yeah, they're well coached. I know. There's not. He doesn't have a lot of help around him to make big plays or anything. Okay. All right. No, next guy, Rosen or Bradford? What would you do? Oh, I'm going Bradford. Yeah, you are. Me yeah, too. absolutely. And that's the only. That's the right thing to do. You know, Sam Bradford. You know it, Adam. You know it. I know it. He's he's dead eye dick. I mean, he doesn't miss. Yes. And so, oh, and it kind of bugs me a little bit. Oh, he's going to get hurt sometime. We all know that. Uh, okay. All right. Well, maybe he won't. Right. He no. does throw a All right. What spots. about Baker Mayfield if he goes out and lights the world on fire in preseason game number three? They're not going to let him. He's not going to, you know, he's got Tyler no reps with one, so he's not going to start. That's, that's, we so know that's that for 0 sure for now. three. That's over three. And then, so we already know Lamar. That so was over four. four. So Sam Darnold, and I know Sam Darnold. You I think, think he Sam should Darnold start? Sam Darnold's going to start. And right. then, look, Josh Allen. No, I'm going to say. I'm going to say it's. I'm going to say it's sixty, maybe seventy thirty that he does start. I think he does. 
But damn, I know that. So dude, this is the thing with Buffalo too. Yeah, because guess you who they play the after their bye? Then it's Chargers at home. So it's at the Ravens, Chargers at home. Then it's at the Vikings and at the Packers. So that's how Josh Allen would have to start his career. And if you waited to the bye, which is a week eleven bye, damn. It's the worst team to play in all of sports. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's where it's just... The only good thing is it'll be the end of November in Buffalo. And I don't know if Jacksonville (laughs) wants to be in Buffalo. That could be the only good season. Well, you know, just talking about him, you know, it's really interesting. Some dummy wrote, you know, his completion percentage for the preseason is just what it was in college. And he's another one. Take your head, put it in the door, and slam it on yourself. Yeah, awesome. You know, watching him, he's been, I think, better than I thought he would look on an NFL field. He definitely looks like he's lost 10 pounds. He's very, he looks fast as can be. He can beat you around the edge. And his footwork in the pocket looks awesome. It looks awesome. Same with Baker Mayfield. His footwork in the pocket has been outstanding for a young guy you usually don't see it. And same as Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's been very good. The only thing about that, and I know the Jets are hampered with their offensive lines beat up. I want to see Sam Darnold throw the ball down the field, though. Yeah, I know. that We've said the same thing. We yeah. agree. I mean, I haven't seen, is he throwing one pass down the field? You know, you've got to, hey, it's a league of big plays. Right. And I know they're doing it in practice. I know that. So, And they're being very careful and smart, so I'm not going to even second-guess them. Yeah. Because the Redskins, hey, you know, th- there's no wilting wallflowers up there in that defensive front. Yeah, no, no they're the real no. deal. And my guy, what's um, – Deron Payne. Oh, man, how good did he look? I know. So good. I know. Oh, we, my gosh. He, as I said to Christopher, he was probably a running back in peewee football. Then he was just a big running back because he got probably as a freshman in high school. And they just said, damn, boy, you're too big. we got to put your hand on the ground. <laughs> because he looks like a running back still with his body. It's just huge. Yes. You know, it is. It's unbelievable. Yeah, they, they, the, the Redskins, I like them as a football team. They just, they're one of those teams like the Chargers. They get the injury bug. Yeah. Uh, look, I like Greg Minuski as a defensive coordinator. I hear you. I think he's done a good job. He's never really had a good defense. Right. You know, when he was with the Colts, think, man, come on, he was yeah. out there. They play tough. And, yeah, exactly right. Nobody can even name guys on that defense. And, and you know, he's clever, you know, and, and you yep. know, look, hey, he can stir it up. I mean, I don't know. You, you know, when the Jets were down there. They, you know, just some people were telling me he was absolutely hilarious. Yes, just, he's one of those guys. As a coach, he can get on you, but it doesn't hurt your feelings. He's got. Right. He's kind of got that magic. Of course, he, he is an ex player too. Yep. All right, Dad, you the man. All right, let me let me write down what I'm going to say now, boys. Go to school, get straight A's. That's all you want to do. It's all about <laughs> education. How <laughs> are you? <laughs> Don't worry about the playing. It's education. And yep, I'm sure thanks. the coach is going, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't believe that either. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll see, I'll you. see you guys. See All right, Dad. Be see good. you, bud. See ya. He was talking smack about Ali Haji Sheik. What was that? Was that what he was saying? No. That kickers can't make things back oh, in the 80s? Oh, you're right. Well, it definitely, it's, it, is, it is definitely something we talk about a lot. Yeah. Now. It's just well, 50 yarders are so, so guaranteed. I know. It's your, my your brother from another mother. Yeah. Man, he can talk. Man. He can really talk. <laughs> you can't lead him down those wormholes. Yes. 
what are you going to say to the Rutgers speech? He's going to tell you the whole damn speech if you ask him that. I wanted yeah, to I know. I kind of wanted to, though. Yeah, shut up, both of you. A dress rehearsal would have been great. All right, we are now going to go into Sims's news and notes. He has Ooh. sent me pictures of his game film watch from the other week two preseason games here at Sims and Lefko. I don't lead you on and not deliver. I'm going to make sure you get what you need. We're going to start off with Bengals Cowboys. Okay? Um... It's. I, I wrote down. I texted you this, and I said, "How does Jalen Smith look?" And yes. you wrote down in your notes. You wrote, "Jameis Jalen Smith is not totally what he was." But excuse me, kid can't even read. Jalen Smith is not totally what he was, right. but a lot better than last year. Yes. So where does this put him in the grand scheme? I mean, he at least last year I felt like he was playing, and they only had him out there because they had given a second draft. Second round pick on a guy. He looked that, like a liability. He was. He was a liability. I felt like they tried to hide him. This year, he shows up. I mean, you can see like explosion and athleticism, and he can make a difference on plays from sideline to sideline and all those things. Where last year, I was just like, oh my gosh, it's a waste of time. He can't. He couldn't even run right. And I still don't th- still think he's got a little hitch in his giddy up. But it's barely noticeable if you haven't really watched him. So, yeah, I have hope for him that he's going to continue to get better and maybe get close to that guy we saw who was a definite top five pick. I wrote down in my notes, right. man, the Cowboys D-line has some impressive freaking athletes. Yes, it does. You went on to say also the Cowboys mixed up coverage a lot more on D right. and a woozy and Byron Jones really looked the part. Yes. You said the Cowboys have a team concept. Big, physical, sound, right. and be good at that. Exactly right. So in a weird way, you're you're pretty confident in this Cowboys team. I, right I now. do. I do feel. I feel confident. I think about the Cowboys altogether with just I the way too. they look. Um, yeah, the defense I think is more talented than maybe I and all of us have given it credit for. They have tremendous depth and size on the D line. I wow. mean, they're like ten deep on yes, the D line. They really are. You know, and then yes, the secondary guys like Chidobia Wuzie. Uh, Byron Jones at corner, which is what he did in college. You know, the Jordan Lewis, the Anthony Brown. There's four guys there where I go. So if Byron Jones is playing corner, who's back there with Jeff Heath? So it's Xavier Woods, who gotcha. just got hurt. From Baylor. He got hurt. No, Xavier Woods, He's he's got some ability. Uh, I, I mean, he's kind of a... I'm not saying he's Earl Thomas. He's Earl Thomas in stature, that smaller type guy that's really explosive. Now, he's also a little out of control. He almost hurt Byron Jones in the game with friendly fire. Uh, and then he hurt himself by diving on an incompletion to where that was a bad throw by Andy Dalton to A.J. Green. And A.J. Green's knee looked like it hit him in the hamstring or whatever. So he's out. But either way, uh, yes, I like what I see out of the Cowboys, D-line. And then their offensive line, we know that. We just got to not get hurt. We haven't Frederick seen Zeke and Zach yet. Martin are banged up. Right. Yeah. We haven't seen Zeke yet. I think Zach's going to be totally fine. And the receivers are good, but not great. But they're not trying to go find one-on-one matchups and do that. They're going to have their little system of bludgeoning you in the run game, bootlegs, screens, and then some semi-basic downfield concepts throwing the football. Bengals side. Yeah. Um, I mean, Andy Dolan just don't got it. No, I just, you know. Like, I think you came to the realization last year yeah. where you said, I'm, I'm officially giving up. He's yeah. he's not a top 15 quarterback. Yep. And now with all the better quarterbacks in the league, he's just not there. No. 
Um, and it's, it's definitely just one of the lesser in the league. No doubt about it. It's getting worse. Yeah, it, it is. It's where I look at teams like them and, and again, the Jaguars, where I just go, damn, they're they're really below average at a very important position at this day and age in the NFL. Like, he should not be missing A.J. Green by that much Twice, on, on really. plays right. that are designed to get A.J. Green the ball. Yes, like like a nice little stack where AJ Green can get to the outside. The, yes, he runs the fade route. You from guys that have slot. been together now for seven years. Right, right. This is no longer. Well, we're working out the kinks. Right, it's not a thing. No, you got to make plays, and he doesn't. If you're not going to make plays with throwing, then you better be athletic and be able to escape the pocket and do either. that either. Right. So that's where it's defensively, though. Yeah, we're still wild by the secondary. You wrote William Jackson, Drake Kirkpatrick are phenomenal. Yes, the Bengals secondary is legit. Right, it is legit. Uh, you know, and then you bring in Darquez Denard as their nickel back, and you know, at safety, I really like this Bates kid they got uh, in the second round out of Wake Forest. I was a big fan of him, so I do look at them and along with Sean Williams and go, damn, you're, I don't care what your weapons you got offensively against the. Bengals, you're going to have your work cut out for you getting open. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I just uh, the Bengals have been a hair less impressive than I was expecting so far this preseason. I know. Yeah. I want them to look good. I know. The offense, my big issue with it, what is the offense? What is it? What, what are they? They, to me, when I watch the Bengals' offense, I go, what exactly are you trying to get accomplished? I don't really understand what you do. What's your theme of your offense? It's just like, oh, we do a little of this, and we do a little of that, and we just throw it out there, and we're not really great at anything, and we're not even really good at everything, but we have everything in our playbook. Well, great. That's going to do jack shit for you throughout a 16-game season. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Broncos Bears. So I agree with everything you're saying. It's the problem with the Bengals. Yeah, is I'm just have... like looking at Josh because he's acting like he's interested, but he's really like doing another job where he's like worried about. Yeah, everyone I... will be able to see it yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, they can look. That's at... all right. I was just going to ask when you say theme of an offense, what is a what is a theme of an offense? Uh, a theme of an offense is like what are like two or three plays that you see that are like scheme wise, not the exact same play every time. But a similar scheme, like the Cowboys, I know what they are. They're a pulling guard downhill run scheme that wants to use a little play action pass office and, like, like I said, some basic just drop back passes. That's what they are. Like, there's no mo to the to their offense. Yep. There's nothing I can just go. Oh, okay. You know, the Patriots. What do they do? There's they have a million different short drop back passing games where they can be surgical and they make you defend that. And then all of a sudden you go. Whoa, there's Gronkowski 20 yards down the field wide open. Why? Well, because you've been worried about stopping all these seven and eight yard option routes. That's that. why they, that's why when we talked about the Jaguars being unstoppable, right? They you know exactly what they are with Leonard Fournette, and then they've based a screen game and some shots down the seams exactly. to, to company. Exactly. Broncos, Bears. I want to start with the Bears offense. It's a, an offense that a lot of people are drafting members for their fantasy teams. Right. You wrote Allen Robinson isn't totally healthy yet, right. which right. I think is a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. You said you really like the way Trubisky looks he stripes it every time yes stripes it every time always in a good position to throw the football has good anticipation yeah i mean trubisky is a pure thrower of the ball he really is it's not the strongest arm in the nfl but it's a good strong arm and he's a good athlete uh you you obviously said Trey Burton looks good. I wrote in my notes, man, Trey Burton's going to have a monster year. Monster I year. love that he's wearing 80. He looks like a wide receiver right, out there. Right. I thought Anthony Miller had a few really beautiful catches. Two weeks in a row, Anthony Miller pops for them. He is going to be a big part of their offense as a rookie. And then you wrote Kevin White opening up, looking pretty damn good. Looking pretty damn good. Really? Yeah. I mean, I got hope for Kevin White. From what I saw last week, I said, uh-oh. 
Yeah, it, it looks. It's good that he's in an offense now where he's like the fifth option. Yes, too. I know. And there was a there was a play in the game. I can't remember who he ended up throwing to. It, he, Trubisky dropped back, and it was go routes on both sides, and he threw the ball to the left side. I want to say he threw it to Allen Robinson, and Kevin White had blown by the guy on the other side. But it, little things like that, the routes caught a what he caught two or three passes, I believe. And just look good. Like, he's going to contribute to this team. The big takeaway, though, for the Bears offense, you wrote, it's very interesting, and they have a lot of different ways to fuck with you. They do. They have a lot of different ways and guys. And Do they have the line to give it up? Yes, I like their O-line. I really do. I mean, I think it's it's one of the better lines in the sport. And they, they blood Jordan Howard. I mean, he ran through some holes that were gigantic. I mean, they bludgeoned the, the Broncos on a Is few runs. Is that Iowa kid James Daniels getting in? He's not in yet. The the Aronis uh, Grosso is not at center right yet. That's what's crazy is they have these two guys that I'm like that's when their O line's really going to take a I, it. It could. There's no doubt. But these guys that they got in there, they're they're good players too. I mean, Whitehair's a good player. Yeah. Long, having Long at one guard, Leno, and then who's their right tackle? Is it Bobby Massey? Am I? I can't. I'm. I'm. I have so I many names is. in my head. Yes. Um. But yes, I do like the and you Bears. Think this offense. offense could be special. I yes, I do. Uh, the Broncos defense facing that Bears offense. I'm gonna I'm gonna single out here Bradley Chubb. Yeah. What was your big takeaway on Bradley Chubb? Bradley Chubb physically belongs. There's no question about that. He's big. He's strong. The the explosive factor. I don't see that there yet. Like I just don't see a guy um, that has impressed me with you know first step explosion, getting around the edge flying down the line of scrimmage on a run that goes to the opposite side. Little things like that I haven't seen the unleashing of yet. And again, I think this is why he was not in the class of Khalil Mack and Miles Garrett and Jadeveon Clowney coming out, even though I know everyone thought he was maybe the number two pick in the draft. That's This is why he was not, because he wasn't a guy, when I saw him on the field in Notre Dame, where I was just like, whoa, whoa, look at that first step. That's pretty unbelievable. Or look at him get around the edge. He's a really good football player, and maybe he's thinking a lot right now, too, and he can't unleash it, which is a very real thing in the NFL. So are you underwhelmed? Yeah, a little underwhelmed to this point, yes. I would have expected a little bit more of a wow factor. I mean, it's great. In a game in which he gets a safety. I know. But it was a bad completely they dropped, Yeah, they yeah. dropped and they dropped. I thought the snap. him leaping though was impressive. Yeah, but. Trubisky dropped a snap too. Yeah. So um, on the other side, the Broncos as a whole, you're not sure about this team. Yeah. They have a lot of solid and good, just nothing great. Yeah. It's pretty crazy how this defense has fallen off yeah, in like I, two years. Yes, it, it is. It's uh, I definitely have my questions about the Broncos. I mean, you know, that offense, I mean, I know they, they were able to get around and get a few good drives with yes. Case Keenum in there. Right. But even when it was clicking, it didn't look dynamic. No, it didn't. It just not. looked like it was operating. Yes. Demarius Thomas was not out there, so mm. uh, I, I will say that. But, yeah, I don't look at their run game and go, wow. I don't look at their pass game and go, wow. I just don't know. Again, almost like we were saying with some of the other teams, I don't know what to hang their hat on. What are you, When you play them, what are you going to have to go, oh, we have to stop this or we're screwed? Chad Kelly. So yeah, Chad Kelly was phenomenal. And the defense can still be really good. I'm not saying it's not going to be good, but I don't know if it's going to be able to dominate the way maybe I thought it could dominate. Chad Kelly. Chad Kelly. I mean, he's been, I think, one of the most impressive young QBs so far this preseason. Uh, yeah, it's... Factoring in the rookies and everybody. Yeah, it's um, athletically, arm talent, all of that is top-notch. And he was very impressive in that game. I mean, very. Like, what do you see as the future I mean, here? I mean, the Paxton Lynch thing is over. And I think that Chad Kelly, you know, whether they trust him to be the backup quite yet, 
I don't know, but that's no problem. If I'm Chad Kelly, I'd be like, oh, if I'm the third string, so what? Who cares? For him, it's just about staying in the league. He is that diamond in the rough mold where he could be a starter at some point because he's got that kind of talent and physical ability to where, okay, yeah. It, Other it, than just reps, what needs to be improved for uh, him to be that starter? He has a little bit. Of, he's got a little bit of an elongated motion at times. He could tighten up, and there's throws where it is tight, and you go, oh, if he could do that. Instead of like having this long baseball windup at times that he gets away with against second and third teamers, where I go, if Telvin Smith or Miles Jack are there, you're not going to get away with that. Mm. So just little things like that, maybe processing a little bit too. You know, if you, you don't have to process as quick versus the second and third teamers too, because the players aren't as good. And now because he has a strong arm, he can get away with it because he can go, ah, oh, I, I fit it in there because I put everything I got into it. Where if it was the starters, you'd go, ah, oh, no, that's going to be tipped in the air and interception or whatever it is. Uh, I mean, his throw to Cortland Sutton was beautiful. Beautiful. He has, beautiful. He has some wow throws. Um. These are, I love when you find the little guys, little gems to keep our eyes on. Two from this game. Uh, you said Roy Robertson Harrison is yeah. huge and disruptive. Yes. This is a Bears defensive lineman. The Bears, the Bears are they're one of my man crushes, I think, in football. And you this said year. they got a, a collection of some bad mofos. Some bad exactly right. Some bad mofos. And Roy Robertson Harris, I mean he's six seven, he's two ninety four. I mean, he's hit the arm farm, it looks like many of the times. I mean gotta yeah, respect that. He was a beast in the football game. I mean, with him and and you know, Akeem Hicks isn't even playing, and you right. got Jonathan Bullard and our man. Eddie Goldman. Right. You just keep going through it and you go, damn, they got a lot of ass kickers. Good luck move, moving that group. Leonard Floyd broke his hand. I know. And hopefully he'll be back. Just club people. Yeah. <laughs> the other name you wrote was is this a Denver running back? Philip Lindsay? The number two. Number two. Yes. He just, I look, he, first of all, he pops when you watch him. They don't have a guy like that, right? Uh, I think all like Royce Freeman and all of them are kind of like and Royce Freeman is they're they're kind of they're a little plotting they're plotting right they're between the tackle runners that are not sexy and this is the only guy that comes in to go oh he can be electric in space he got in there with the starters so that tells me right away that they value him it might have only been a few plays but he got in there that's a big clue to always look for like oh they put him in there that means they trusted him to be with that yes. group. The big, the big thing that I see out. a lot of people saying online yeah. is if you get in with the starters, that's obviously a big key. Right. And if you're fighting for an O-line or a D-line for a roster spot, are you on punt and kicks? And if you're on those, you're typically going to make the team. No doubt. If you're not, right. you're probably not going to make the exactly team. Exactly right. Like those guys who are fighting, yeah, you're right, for the backup defensive tackle or backup you know, yeah. are you blocking field goals? Are you exactly right? Are you on? Are you on punt coverage? Can you rush the punt or whatever it is? Yes. Yeah, that that will break those tiebreakers. A lot of people wanted your take on the Raiders. I am wearing the Chucky shirt, uh, and you wrote about Gruden's offense. Yes, second week in a row. Very basic. So basic. It's 12 personnel and west right slot almost yeah. every play. Right. Raiders are playing nobody. Yep. Gruden is saving it all for week one of the regular season. He's going He's going, He's going. going zero dark 30 with his offense and not going to show anybody what he's going to do. You do you like that? I do like it. And we had years in Tampa where we were like that. And I always want to go, I would love to look back and I would go, I bet you those were our good years in offense. Like the year 2006... When I lost my spleen, man, he pissed me off so many times in the preseason. He called some of our best plays with the third-string quarterback in there because he wanted to get somebody off or something. He wanted to prove that his 
fifth round wide receiver was good. And I would sit there on the sidelines and be like, "Are you? I, I would literally. Why are you like, putting are that you on effing film? Effing kidding me? You're calling this play in the third quarter of a preseason game? Like, are you kidding me? Giving away gem. like a gem, right? Don't do that. And yes, I, hopefully he's doing that. And I also think there's the baby factor here where. The offense is his baby. Derek Carr's his baby. Jordy Nelson's his baby, and he doesn't want to put them out there until it looks really good. That's the way he is. But so you're thinking this first week against the Rams, Gruden's going to be saving just some craziness, oh, major, major mind effage. Coaches watch because what do you study if you're facing Gruden? You're going to study old. They're going to study old films. That's right. wild. That there's going to be teams going back yeah. to like 2007. Bucks. Yes. Do coaches watch the end of preseason games to see what he's doing with the third stringers and fourth stringers? Yeah, in there? they're gonna they're gonna watch it all because they're just gonna be like, damn, we gotta just just uh, account for everything. We do. We gotta just gotta look at everything. No doubt. And yes, he. I would think he's gonna come out and just. Do you have to do that against every team or just John Gruden? No, you need to do that against every team, but it's gonna be more, I think, in depth with Gruden okay. because everybody's gonna be trying to look for any new angle that yep. they think he might be bringing. Yes. Now he is kind of showing one little nugget, if you want to call him little, Chris Warren. Wow. See Dub. So I love when you end up writing notes about guys that the internet loves. A lot of people have been asking you to talk about Texas running back Chris Warren, who is a rookie. Was he undrafted or was undrafted. he late? undrafted yeah. on the Raiders? Texas uh, wanted him to be a tight end, so that was the issue there. That's how big he is. Yeah, he's six four two fifty. This, this is Brandon, like some Brandon Jacobs. This stuff. is Brandon Jacobs, but smoother. Okay, so I'm going to read what Sim said about Chris Warren. Raiders fans, Uh-oh. get excited. Strap in. <laughs> wow. It's better on film than TV. He always falls forward, has great body control, and very smooth. Gruden likes these types of guys. He does. He's all stot-ish. Right. Will only be better with the first-team offense. He's working versus backups, and that actually hurts his style of running. I think he is as good or better than every running back the Raiders have when it comes to pure running game. Yeah. So this is not just some preseason dude that's playing because Gruden's sitting all the starters. Yeah. No, this is a this is an NFL starting running back if you want that LeGarrette Blunt type of guy. And I say that because well first of all, like I said, the body control, vision's good. I mean, guy gets hit at the line of scrimmage and you go, "Damn, they're going to get no yards." And you go, "Well, it's second and seven. Holy shit, he dragged that guy for six more feet and they hit him square in the in the hip or whatever it was." He um is not going to go like 60, 70 yards, but can go 30 and 40 a lot. And starting offensive line is going to help. A lot of the times, there's nowhere for him to run. He can't get going. When he has real Osamele in there and Rodney Hudson, and he gets lanes to continue to gather his speed and momentum, and the beauty of these guys is it gets to the third quarter, and the Telvin Smiths of the world and the linebackers just go, What? I gotta, I gotta square him up again. Yeah, and he starts They've to wear you out. They've been chasing Jalen Richard for two, and exactly. then they got this guy. Now coming they in. got him, and then they start to go. Damn, I, I've squared him up so many times, my neck already hurts. Let me start throwing my shoulder in, and then you miss tackles, and that's what happens. But I think he has tremendous value to their team. I will be shocked if he's not used throughout this and you year. think that in your history with Gruden this is like a, a key cog of his offense I do I the think back like, breakers yes right I think if he gets a lead in the fourth quarter these are the kind of he wants this guy to run the ball 
He he. I think he's going to maybe even want him more than Marshawn when it gets to this really? point. Marshawn's going to be the starter, and he's going to get all the early carries. But I think he's going to go, man, we're up by eight, third, late third quarter, fourth quarter, and I want to start pounding the rock. He's going to go, I'm going to pound the rock with this guy because he's going to be fresh. Marshawn will be a little tired by that point, and it's just another fresh body that can bludgeon people. And, yeah, that's when it was all start time in Tampa. I'm trying to remember when he was with the Raiders, he had another fullback. Wait, that Richie. He- John Ritchie. John Ritchie, whose forehead always bled. and that, But that was the guy that he used as the all-stop role did, as right. the backbreaker. John Gruden I remember, the I remember the Raiders came into Philadelphia one time, and he just milked the end of the clock with John Ritchie. Right. And John Ritchie ended up playing for the Eagles. So, yeah. but, but I remember it was he loved to demoralize teams. Loves it. So this is his John Ritchie, Mike Allstop. I think so. I do. That's yeah. pretty cool. It is cool. Uh, and then you also just kind of threw this in there. You said, by the way, EJ Manuel is better than Connor Cook. I, I mean, yeah, I don't, you know, the Connor Cook thing, I don't see it. It, it. To me, he just looks out of place, and there's nothing special about him physically. EJ had one play where he did fumble the ball and batted it around either way. But EJ at least is fearless in the pocket, and he'll let the ball go. Uh, I don't know if I can say that much for Connor Cook. Uh, I'm reaching a point, Josh, if I'm going to toot my own horn. Toot it. Toot away. When I write down my notes and then I see Sims's notes, I'm like, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> well, you know why? Because you, I mean, you've been learning for four yes, years. I have. You've right, been sitting in the in room together. I'm learning what to see. Uh, 49ers, Texas. Good job, though, bud. Yeah, Thanks, proud of you. man. Toot, toot. <laughs> uh, I wrote this down. I wrote, Deshaun Watson looks freaking surgical. And then I put in parentheses, Ellington. Right. So both of these things. Yeah. You wrote, but this is the big one, Sims. This is what matters on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you wrote, I just can't get over how awesome Deshaun Watson looks. Wow, he is so good. Yeah. Like Jimmy G, he's always in good positions. He just has a better fastball. Yeah. So I was worried that I'm just watching Deshaun Watson. I'm going, it's preseason. Those guys are open. But it, just it's look, laser Trust beams. your look, right? You're trusting the look. And it's right down the right. seam. It's a and perfect spiral, fluid. and it does it so quick and easy. Right, just trust yourself. What kind yourself. of a year are you expecting for Deshaun Watson? Oh, man. Yeah, the tech- We've talked about his ceiling for his career, right. but this year. Yeah, I mean, this year, you know, I, I guess I'd still like to see him run around. I haven't seen that part of it yet. Right. But, man, his throwing has come so far in one year. And his really? quick decision-making and just seeing it and letting it go. And like we talked about last year with – you know, we didn't see the fastball a lot coming out of college, and we saw it more and more as the year went on last year. And this year, it just came out. It's it's every throw. It's it every matter. throw. It doesn't matter anymore. He he's throwing the the heater. Are we talking and like a possible MVP type campaign? I, I think if they if they can be a good all around football team, which I do think the Texans are a team again to like watch out for. I mean, that's a tough division, but damn, let's not forget it was the number one defense in football just two years ago. And now they got Deshaun Watson. So, yeah, they can do some dangerous things. Yeah, he is. He has the chance to be the best quarterback in this league when Aaron Rodgers' game falls off. This is the guy, Carson Wentz. Who else am I missing? You know, I mean, are you going to say Jimmy G? Yeah, Russell Wilson. Yeah, you know, no, I'm not going to put Jimmy G in their okay. category yet because I don't think his pure bottom line physical ability is as Josh good as Allen. that guy. But Josh Allen, they could be the guys that you could go, they're next. Like, this mm. is the star of the league. They can take over. It doesn't matter what their offense is or who they got. They can make it happen. Uh, other, These are some fantasy news and notes. You wrote, Lamar Miller looks like he lost some weights and is a step faster. He does. Which is 
a lot of the fantasy community realized that Lamar Miller was kind of eh, but when Deshaun Watson was in, exactly. it made him such a better runner, right. and he's the style of runner, quick cut, get up the field, exactly. that he's perfect to be paired with Deshaun Watson. He is, he is. He looks really explosive. I think Lamar is better than people have given him credit for. I, I went through a period, too, in Miami where I was Doubt even like, a little bit. yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know. But I think the Deshaun Watson point's the point that you made. It's you know he's he had to go to the Texans with Tom Savage at first and nobody was scared of the pass game no. and their offensive line was beat up it so was. let's not forget that so there was issues but yeah Deshaun's a difference maker he makes their defense a defense that plays them their approach has to be totally different it was the Bruce Ellington revenge game yeah. against the Niners yeah. but Ellington you wrote looks to be their slot guy and he looks good he does he does look good so you see a DeAndre Hopkins Will Fuller Bruce Ellington I think so yes with a little bit of uh, our old quarterback from Ohio State thrown in Braxton there. Braxton Miller. Yeah, Braxton in a little bit. But yes, I think those are the three guys you're going to see. Ellington looks like he's going to be the Wes Welker of this offense. It does seem to be yes, that way. It does Which seem. is perfect. Remember, former running back, wide receiver, basketball player. Yeah, he's the kind of guy. Super athletic, right. sits down, can go either way. Yep. 49ers, though, uh, you weren't that high on them after this game. You you thought Jimmy G looked so comfortable, looked yeah. good. I don't. I'm not questioning the offense. No, I know you, the offense. You wrote down. This is what Sims wrote. Right. You wrote 49ers offensive line looks so much better this year. McGlinchey and Richburg just changed the look completely. Yes. So there's a pocket now. Definitely. And McGlinchey looked great. Yes. Great the pocket. The run and they're they're going to be able to do more in the run game blocking and scheming because they're just more athletic guys. And Kyle couldn't ask some of those guys to do it last year. And this year. is why I'm going to draft a lot of nine. Niners on fantasy. Uh, You wrote, how can this Niners defense be good? There's no way. The Niners are going to have to score 35 points a game. Reuben Foster is the only baller on that side of the roster. And when I mean baller, listen, there's good players, but a baller is a guy that can go above and beyond, right? You don't think DeForest Buckner... No, I think they're good players, but Ruben's the only guy that can go. DeForest Buckner and Arik Armstead together as one person. <laughs> no, they they, they 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 like they have a lot of solid, but I just don't know if there's those different makers. And when you say like above and beyond, it goes up to our whole fuck the playoff stat or whatever. Yep. Like, hey, you're you're responsible for the A gap, but there's no like law that says you can't make the tackle if the ball goes to the D gap. And that's where Reuben Foster can do that kind of stuff. And on a on a great defense yeah. in a given year, how many ballers are there that can go above and beyond? Yeah, like like a like okay, Jacksonville's out of the norm. They have like seven they, or eight. Yeah, I mean they have. Like, I was thinking yeah. Legion of Doom had five. Legion of Doom had yeah five or six. I think your elite defenses, the Broncos, Broncos they, had like five. Five or six. To leave Chris exactly Harris, right. Ron Miller, and the 49ers have one. Right, exactly. Right. And he's only a second year. And player. he's a second year player who's going to be suspended right for yep. the first game or two of the year. So yeah, I mean the Vikings. Let's take them again. Four or five, right? I mean, so guys that okay, maybe three or four didn't ball out in this game, but we had two others who found a favorable who matchup ass. and kicked. Das, right? Yeah, Foster suspended for the first two. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think y- you like Jimmy Ward. You think Akilah Weatherspoon yeah. looks really Potential, good, right. and they could be good, but they're just missing the difference makers. They're yeah. trying to hang in on every series. Exactly right. I felt the Broncos felt the same way to me. A little bit. There's I feel no like doubt. they're hanging in. Like they get a third down stop after letting up three first downs. Like, yes. And yeah. I'm like, they're relieved. They're not imposing their will. I would agree. Uh, Bucks, Titans. Um, I came away from watching the Titans so excited with this offense. The slants, the screens, Deion Lewis being out there, the the routes they're doing for Mariota, you echoed that, and you wrote down the Titans offense is going to be so much easier for Mariota. You did throw this in. You said, but his throwing is still not up to par to be great. Yeah. 
So he's still missing something. He is. Yes. It's what is just, he missing? It's it's just like we talked about with you know without getting technical. I mean, he just doesn't have that natural flow that like we were just talking about with Deshaun Watson, who can take you know take a five step drop. He hits that back foot, and it all just comes together as one flowing motion, and it's a great throw. Mariota. Just to paint a picture, he takes a five-step drop and he sits there real stiff and upright, and then his upper body doesn't move, and it's just his arm alone, which I wish I could demonstrate for people. But yeah, like just if he's throwing to Josh, he's just here, and it never he never gets this. Like you see, the how do you fix that? He doesn't whip his body. There's he no doesn't create torque. Create opposites or torque, right? How do you tell someone to have torque? Yeah, well, you Is can that- you can do it. It's just he's got to be taught it and maybe shown it from other players. And, and there, honestly, there's not a lot of quarterback can coaches that can teach it or understand Call Phil it. Sims. But yeah, right. Call Phil Sims is right. Um, but yes, that is an issue to me. And that's why there's a few balls in the game that are errant because yes. his arm has to act like an independent contractor. And, you know, a golf swing, a tennis swing, whatever it may be, everything's got to, if you want to be consistently good at it, you yeah. have to have a technique that you can rely on. One thing, though, that I, were you going to say? We're just going to let Chris off for saying his arm has to act like an independent contractor? Yes. What does that mean? It means, like, his body's not helping his arm. It's just all... It. The arm is doing everything. It's doing everything. Right. Like, get, like he's saying, the torque, create the opposites, get the shoulder turn yep. that when we have a little catches together, I teach you guys, like, those things. He doesn't do that. He kind of just gets it frozen right at the, the, the target, and then he just goes, I'm going to just throw from here, and and make it happen and okay yeah he's a great athlete he yeah. makes it happen a lot thanks. but there's thanks for quantifying that yeah well, good I, I know I, those are hard to quantify <laughs> oh, he did he's a dick. <laughs> uh i will say this though another fantasy nugget taewon taylor yeah so i know i want to give credit to i think it's like evan norris at roto world's been on taewon taylor now for like three years but man was he fast in that game yes he was what excited me about the titans mm-hmm. is i felt like the titans are the number one team that always put together 11 play drives and left with a field goal opportunity. And now with this LaFleur offense, I'm seeing guys like Taewon Taylor catching the ball in space with screen set up. I'm seeing Deion Lewis making people's miss. And then I'm going, man, they can pound you with Derrick Henry 30 times. They have a flow. Delaney Walker's not playing now. It just looks like it's easy. Like you said, it's going to be easier for Mariota and I'm a little afraid of their defense. They got good D linemen. Their secondary's got good corners. Right. Evan's not playing at all or practicing at all. He's not going to be up to speed until like week six. Yeah, he's definitely not going to be what they wanted. And be, I right. thought that team needed a new middle linebacker. Yeah. And now they've just lost their guys from last year and no one's replacing them. I know. So the Titans defense is scaring me a little bit. You're a little bit more confident in them. Yeah, I, it's, it's not a... It's not Dean Pease, right? It, it is. And it's yeah, Pease and Vrabel together. Yeah, the D-line, I mean, it, it, I think it's big and physical. It won't be pushed around. I think that's the good thing about it yeah i mean i don't know if there's that top tier pad pass rusher and you're right the middle of the defense the middle linebackers are yeah there's question marks there bayard yes. are, are due to dory logan dory jackson they're logan they're, they're yeah. that's a good three to have it in the is. back end they got kenny vaccaro in there now who started as well he looked good yeah but yeah there there's questions i get it but i do think it's the first year where the offense is going to be able to mm. Be a little bit more of a focal point of the team. Let's talk about the Bucks. The Bucks D line was definitely a unit that could be pushed around last year. Yeah, they were small. It was really Gerald McCoy and a bunch of who the heck knows exactly. Uh, and they had these small speed linebackers behind them. 
they went out this year and pretty quietly built a D-line that has left you and myself impressed. You right. wrote, Bucks D-line has great size. No one should push them around. Just not sure they have one great pass rusher. Yeah. When you say these four names, when you go across Vinnie Curry from the Eagles, who was a very like solid pass rusher run stopper, yep. Gerald McCoy, right. Jason Pierre-Paul. Right. right now they're playing Bo Allen, who, yep. gave, who, was, who played more than Timmy Jernigan in the Super Bowl for the Eagles. That's right. But they still haven't played Vita Vea. Yep. They got a pretty good D-line right yes, now. Yes, they do. They just You don't think JPP is going to be 15 sacks. No, I don't. I don't think that's the kind of player he is. They got your is. favorite guy, Noah Spence. Noah Spence is a backup, right? Mitch Unrein's in there. Right. They got the Golston kid. So, yeah. There's, that's like eight or nine deep. There is. There, it's a solid unit. There definitely is. But, yeah, I don't know if there's that absolute just ass kicker difference maker a part of the group i think as vita via can be that guy if he is but vita via can be a real f the play up is there a chance that because a lot of those guys are hold up stand up guys like mccoy can get in there and and, and all that but what will allow the quan alexanders and the levante davids to do that that is going to help them there's no doubt the fact that there's going to be more big bodies up front it's going to allow them to just ball hawk and run around and be that kind of guy. So yeah. that is uh, definitely, listen, they, their big thing, I don't look at their personnel and go, oh, they're so undermanned it's anymore. Mike Smith. That's what I'm looking at. Exactly right. That's the that's the big question. Sims's long-term issue with Mike Smith is it's just basic. It's the same thing all the time. It's 13 years running. And if you just, if you watch film of the Mike Smith defense, you know where to attack it yeah. and teams, the good teams typically do. Exactly right. That's mm. what scares me. MJ Stewart forced two fumbles. Right. Little stiff looking, but still was active. Yep. Your big note, though, was you wrote, Jameis Winston really fucked this team. Damn. Yes, he did. Gosh. They're so much better when he plays. Holy cow. I mean, they're they're in trouble. I mean, it's just Ryan Fitzpatrick is, you know, he's getting older. It's never been that great. They have down-the-field weapons, and I can tell you he's not the down-the-field thrower that anybody would want for that. His delivery is so long. I mean, you know, he had to throw a post to Deshaun Jackson. He had to take a crow hop like he was a center fielder for the Yankees, and then he underthrows it. So it's just like there's plays there to be had. I don't know if he has the ability to take advantage of it. And Jameis Winston comes in, and it's just, and it's a shame because they could be dangerous. He threw a deep ball to Deshaun Jackson. I went, wow. He's even got the deep ball down because that was his issue for a long time. I know. He couldn't hit Deshaun last year. And now Deshaun, he's hitting. Mike Evans, he's hitting deep. So your big takeaway, though, it wasn't even like he's good. You just wrote, wow, what an idiot. Yeah, what an idiot. I mean, he's he's screwing them. He really is. His actions. And I'm not going to defend him at all. No, of course not. But, um, yeah, they're an offense. Do you see a team, though, when he gets back in week four? They can be dangerous. Really? But just are they going to be one and three? I mean, I don't know what they're going to be. I think he's out for, what, three games or four? I thought he was out for four. I think the Eagles just play him in week three. That's why I, I think, think so. I'm thinking yeah, about. I thought it was the first four. It went down from six to four, right? Am I right? Three games. Oh, it's three. Okay. But you look at him as a at them as a team that can they win without Jameis Winston right I, now? I think it's going to be very hard. Their game is about being able to take advantage of the fact that they have Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, and OJ Howard. The good thing is they play really. They have three cakewalks to start the year: Saints, Eagles, Steelers. <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's all in three. I, most likely, yes. Yeah. yeah. Because you need somebody that can make some baller-ass plays at the quarterback position against those three. Yeah. I mean, because that 
that that O line, I mean, it's it's better. It's not great in Tampa, and you got to play those defensive lines. Like you better have a quarterback that's going to be able to throw a ball before the receiver comes out of the break, or can fit it into a tight mm-hmm. window, or doesn't have a motion that takes four seconds to get the ball out. Like, yeah, that's where I'm. Yeah, it's it stinks, man. I feel for the Glazier family and the Bucks. I, I kind of feel for Dirk Cutter. Yeah, I do too, because he's on the hot seat, right? And now he's stuck with Ryan Fitzpatrick for the first three games. Yep. Yeah, but you're, if you're what it sounds like to me is the Bucks are going to be one of those. Teams that they're out of it, but they're just ruining they playoff ruin people's chances. lives. You're right. That's the one that would be one of the teams I would watch. Yeah, like they might ruin Carolina or Atlanta's playoff dreams yeah. at some. They're point. They're a six and ten with three wins over teams that just missed the playoffs. Yeah, right. Okay. Right. Uh, last game uh, to talk about uh, before we send off Steelers chart. Uh, excuse me, Seahawks Chargers. <laughs> And I want to say this. You you didn't get a chance to write down notes, yeah. but you did kind of tell me a few things. Yeah. And one thing, I just got an alert. Chargers defensive back Michael Davis gets way up and tips ball to himself to intercept Drew Brees in joint practice. You told me right before the show, Lefko, this 43 kid on the Chargers, Michael Davis, he's really interesting to me. Really interesting. Like, has baller potential. What? Yeah. I mean, he is a player. Uh, he's long as hell. I saw him out there first, and I was like, man, 43, who the hell is this guy? And saw him take off and run, and I said, whoa, okay, he's got like another gear. I wasn't expecting to see that. Um, I think they've found their guy. To me, when I just watched him on film, man-to-man, or that cover three press bail that the Seattle scheme asks you of, he's the perfect fit. But more or less, I'm just more impressed with his short area quickness for those long guys that sometimes is an issue. And uh, yeah, they have found... Their guy, uh, I think, as far as an opposite opposite corner from Casey Hayward. Is this the highlight right here? Yeah, I'm going to show it to you right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, Michael Davis, he's from Brigham Young. He's 6'2", 196. Derwin James, still not out there with the starters. Take me through the highlight. Wow. Yeah, so so he's on top of the receiver, and that's our man. Um, Is that Michael Thomas? That's Michael Thomas. He's all over Michael Thomas. Drew Brees tries to throw one of his patent back shoulder throws, but this damn guy is so long, he got his hand back there and tipped it up in the air in INT. I get very excited with the Chargers. Yeah. Here's some of the notes that I wrote down yeah. where the Chargers are going to be the most fun offense to watch again. I think so. I think I've heard uh, our guy, Michael, who's your friend? Oh, Lombardi. Lombardi. Talk about that you want with your wide receiving core to build a basketball team. Yeah, right. That's That's what he always says. So Travis Benjamin's your point guard. Yeah. Mike Williams is your power forward. Right. Uh, Keenan Allen's your shooting guard. No doubt. And then Trevor Williams is like your your off guard. Your three. Yeah, Tyrell Williams. Excuse me, Tyrell Williams. Right. I love their wide receiving core. I do too. But I think the thing about the Chargers that people are forgetting they have a pouncy. I know. People are forgetting that they got the pouncy brother from Miami as right. their center. Right. Forrest Lamp, their big second-round pick out of Western Kentucky, is back. back right. They're healthy. It's the healthiest the offensive line has been. Mm-hmm. And I think one of their best receiving threats is Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Melvin Gordon is always ready to catch the ball. Melvin Gordon's always ready to turn it upfield. And if it's just Phillip Rivers calling the offense out there with four wide with Melvin in the back... Maybe they don't need Hunter Henry. Like, they have a good enough weapons that they don't really need the tight ends. I know he likes a tight yeah, end. Yeah, no, but I know. You're right. They can get away with it. If yes. there's one team that doesn't need it, it's them. Austin Eckler is a good receiving option out of their backfield, too. Yeah. I just, the, the Chargers, I'm worried that I'm too excited. I, I, I they know. are the super hot team. 
they've been that way from the end of last year and they deservedly so but i'm worried that that i'm gonna get all excited about the chargers and they're just gonna let us down i'm putting our money on two guys that say they won't let us down anthony lynn just first of all i'm why are you confident because he's just he, you know, he's not going to let them read their headlines and tell them how great they're. He is a no nonsense. He really impressed hard you. Out. Yeah, I, I love Anthony Lynn. I really do. I oh. think he has got big time potential as a head coach in the NFL. And then Gus Bradley on the defensive side. You know, I know it didn't work well in Jacksonville, but damn, he's some hell of a defensive coordinator. I just think they have two guys that are going to stay on both sides of the ball's ass all the time. I can just tell you this right now. I'm picking, after what I've seen, I know it's only two preseason games. The Chargers are winning the West. I'm taking the Chargers. So just, just giving so you away know. material. I'm just taking him. I'm taking him right that now. They were my listen. pick, too. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I understand. I'm just saying after two weeks, I feel like I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna one-up you. The, when I went through, yeah. I had the Chargers getting the two seed. You had the two seed? I, I, would, I think I, I might to... have them go to the Super Bowl. Ooh. I I, <laughs> I don't know what's above that. Winning in the Super Bowl. Yeah, never. Yeah. Eagles are going to be back. No, I'm just kidding. Wouldn't that be amazing if it was Rivers? Because I'm, I think I'm Rivers going to Eli? pick. No, Rivers Breeze. I think because Drew was in San Diego. That's what you're leaning towards right now? Stop. I, don't give it away. I don't know. But, you know, I know I've been heavy on the Saints all offseason. You, you know are. That. You're so super heavy. I'm putting the Saints at least in the final four of the NFC. I know that. You can put bring that to the bank. That would be great, though. Okay, untuckit.com. You want to just do the Wednesday podcast now? Let's no, do it. No, 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 I have to think about some of those other movie um, Just some notes that I wrote down. Uh, that David Moore kid for Seattle looks like a pretty good receiver. Yep. Uh, Mike Williams, that catch was awesome. Your guy, Rasheen Green, popped again with yep. one and a half sacks. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. When a guy like Rasheen Green, he played 42 snaps. I went and I checked the sheet. He played the most snaps of anyone on the team. Right. Does that mean anything? No, it means that they want to use him and they want to make sure he's in Real good shape and NFL shape for week one of the regular okay, season. So it That's does mean it something. Does, yeah. uh, Isaac Rochelle had two snaps for the Chargers. He played the most snaps for the Chargers. He was like a big defensive line guy. Uh, but you came in and you said that finally Seattle has an offense. Oh, Russell Wilson. So a lot of people like to take shots at Brian Schottenheimer. Yeah. In fact, I like to take shots at Brian Schottenheimer because he had the 80th ranked offense in college football in his last job yes, for Georgia. Right. And then before that, it was awful. Right. You have always been a defender of Brian Schottenheimer. Yeah. What are you seeing that's getting you excited about Seattle? Well, I mean, for an offense. I mean, it's no longer just like, let's spread the field and let Russell Wilson either throw a three-step slant or Russell just dance around and try to make something happen for us. Their O-line... It's got a chance this year. And the biggest reason it has a chance is because Schottenheimer has a downhill running game. And he's got more than two to three run plays in his run game scheme. So that is gonna, like, that's going to change their team dramatically. The fact that they're going to have a running game early on in the year that is going to keep people on edge. Chris Carson looks good, but yep. it's pulling guards. It's different schemes where the last few years it's inside zone or outside zone. Let me give you just my insight because yeah. I'm reading all these books from yeah. the analytics community. And so many people say that that's a little bit of Schottenheimer's downfall is he gets obsessed with the downhill running game. Mm -hmm. And he's one of those people that goes, we're going to run to establish the pass, which is an archaic mentality. It doesn't matter. There's there's proven commodities that throwing early at first and second down is better and running later is better. Right. That's the fear with Schottenheimer. Yeah, I get it. Is we're going to run, 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 run. Right. And it's, that's not, I want Russell Wilson dumping it off to Chris Carson, not necessarily running it. Yeah. What do you say to that? Well, I, I'd say to that, I, I hope 
that Schottenheimer at this point has realized that, man, my money man is number three. He is definitely one of the three best quarterbacks in the sport. So, yeah, we want to run the ball, but we really just want to run the ball. So number three can be number three, and it doesn't have to be him doing nine cartwheels every time. He can actually throw to a guy on the first read and throw him to open, uh, and then he can bail us out when there's times that need to be bailed out. Yeah. But, yeah, the play-action passing, I think you're going to see more aggressive structure down the field passing off the play-action. And, you know... Um, I think, you know, the receivers are interesting there, too. Receivers are interesting, and you actually like their O-line right now. I do. I mean, I What think, about it? Well, I mean, Dwayne Brown at left tackle. Sure. The, they got the, I always say his name wrong, the Pochick. 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 The, the kid they got at LSU, they got him playing guard. It's pronounced Tarod. <laughs> you jerk. Uh, Britt is a good center. He's always should have been a center. Remember, early on, they had him as a guard. Fluker went down in this game. I know. So that's a little scary, certainly. And, and then Jordan you, Ruse had to play, and it, he wasn't that great. Right, I know. And then you got a Fetty at right tackle, which I know is... I watched Melvin Ingram destroy him a the, few the, And that's why they're gonna they're bringing George Fant over there now to Oof. play right tackle. Right. Well, one thing we've learned is the Texas A&M ultra-athletic offensive tackle, don't, don't draft him. Well, Jake Matthews got another contract. Yes, I wouldn't say he's the ultra-athletic, but I'm talking about Abwehi and this Effetti. These are the guys that we made fun of in the draft. Remember I said because it, it looked like they were playing d- defense in a basketball game yes. when they were pass-protecting? I thought they could learn something and get technique-wise and become better players. They are proving that they are not in capable In a weird of way, it actually makes me more impressed with what Johnny Manziel did. Right, because the knock about Johnny Menzel was he had three offensive linemen that are going to go in the first round, and yeah. like one of them has panned well, out. Only one has, You're and right. he hasn't even been like as good. He hasn't been a top three pick, no, which is where he was drafted. No. Um, but yeah, go, they're, they're eight pick. You're Jerron Brown. Did you say him, Jerron Brown for the Seahawks? The Seahawks. He looks like he's going to be a big part. Of course, they got Lockett. I'm still Ball wondering what happened to Chris Matthews. Yeah, I know. How did Chris Matthews get a hundred yards receiving in the Super Bowl, and then we never saw him? Again? Oh, I know. It wasn't Chris Matthews though, was it? Is that his name? Hundred percent. Chris Matthews. I covered him at Kentucky. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. It was one of those days. But yeah, he never really lasted to anything. Last it's the year. magic of Russell Wilson. Really. It is a little bit, no doubt. Okay. Um, all right. So on Friday, we alluded to it. Before before, we are going to have a, it was like an hour long. It was good. Steve Rosner. But, uh, Steve Rosner, who is Chris Sims's agent. Uh, I don't think a lot of people at Bleach Report are happy with it, but uh, we wanted to deal with it. He was Lawrence Taylor's He's a deal maker. He was Lawrence Taylor's agent, and he gives stories from Lawrence Taylor owning strip clubs, gambling with Michael Jordan. Really good stuff. Yes. Then we gave him some exercises. First he was Dave Gettleman. Me and Sims were representing Odell. Then he was representing Odell. He has a very unique voice. He is a good friend of Sims. He is an acquaintance of mine. Uh, he, he might become my friend. It's if I let him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm kind of a big deal. You know, We did it. Oh, wait. <laughs> so, Rosner, that's coming on Friday. I think you guys will really enjoy it. Um, but now, Fendrick, do you want to take us through what's changing with Sims and Lefko? Yeah, I'll talk a little, and then you guys can chime in. These are part of the spreadsheets that Josh has been doing it's all, for the last It's few all months. in the spreadsheets. So, uh, as of today, on Twitter and Instagram, if you're following us there, we're going to have a new logo. This is a big deal. Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up for football season, and we figured it was time. We've had the same logo for a couple years now. Uh, we got a new show that's going to be premiering Wednesday, September 5th. Still going to get three podcasts a week. Yes. But then there's going to be a fourth Sims and Lefko show every week, which is going to be our main oh show on YouTube, in the BR app, on Facebook. And uh, it's going to be awesome. 
You yes. want to talk a little bit more about it? Yeah. So this is the breakdown of the of the podcast. So right now we're doing two, right? We They come out pretty much Monday night and Wednesday night, but you guys get them in your feeds Tuesday morning, Thursday. That's going to stay the same. We're still going to recap games on Monday, and it'll come out Tuesday morning. We're still going to have our Wednesday. We'll record Wednesday. Deep dive. That's where we're going to go into Sims's notebook and give you guys nuggets. That's going to come out Thursday. On Thursday, we're going to do our gambling show. That will come out Friday for you guys. But our big new addition is this YouTube show. So this is not going to be in your podcast streams, but it will be, as Fedrick said, in the BR app and on YouTube. And I, on Facebook, you said, too. On Facebook too, yep. This is going to be like a around 20-minute show where if we're covering football in the pods, we're kind of talking the, the culture of football in the show. Really good guests, really fun things we're going to do. We're going to teach Sims memes. Uh, we're going to have a shrine to Aaron Rodgers behind us. All the things that you guys have been a part of on the show, legs and ass, Aaron Rodgers, Kyle Shanahan, we're just we're we're doing it on video and it's going to be a lot of fun and that's where I think it's going to take the next level but let us know what you think about the logos too. They're I think they're cool. I just changed it on Twitter. Like you I just, just did it. I just did it. Yeah. Let me see. Can I look? Yeah, absolutely. And I put the picture with Chad and TO up there. Oh, that's awesome. Looks oh, pretty good. Yeah, it looks nice. good. Looks good. Okay. I like it. How you feel? Do you have anything to add? No, I mean, uh, when I just see gra- our like our new look, our new graphics, I ask. There's only two people I care. That's Danielle and Charlotte. Oh, they approved. Did they like they it? Did. They did like Are it. Are we getting your kids on the podcast before they go they, back to they've school? They've been asking. Philip has been asking. Here. I know. This is he ridiculous. Is. I know. I need to show everybody what a bad father I am once again. It's great. I love it. Uh, guys, you are awesome. Week three of the preseason starts Thursday night with Eagles, Browns. Very excited to see that. Uh, and this is the big week of preseason. So Sims will be watching. I'll be watching. We'll recap it on Monday as much as we can. And then Wednesday is going to be our big time season preview awards division winners. We're going to go through all the teams, all the divisions, and and we're going to have fun with it. Yeah. And I'm going to beat you again. And again, I Ross can't believe that last year. That was yeah, not great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, four Sims. Peace out, homies. Four Fentrick. Good evening. And the L-E-F-K-O-E man will holla at you later. <laughs> See you guys. Holla, holla. <laughs>